0: Ladies and gentlemen,
1: welcome to Silva and Gold!
2: Coming to the ring from parts unknown at a combined weight of 853 pounds, Pick a Loaf and Dr. Zong! the down the block, you ain't the batter it got. Hey, guess who's back, everybody? I am the loaf, and with me, that good old Dr. Zahn. Good old. Um, I'm back, so I hope everybody had a good, uh, what, Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year and... Uh, Halloween. I was here after Halloween, I think. I think November was the last time I was on. Oh, Easter, that happened sometime. Snowed a couple times. I got a job. That's a big change. What I know. Uh, Laid on the couch a little less. Cried a little more. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. So we decided to watch a movie to talk about or something, something or other. Uh, A little film called Low Life. Um. I think it's twenty. I mean, IMDb says 2017. I don't know where it was released in 2017 because it wasn't like even out here until like last month or this month or something. Probably made some random festival rounds or something. Anyway, we'll be talking about that. I feel like I'm losing my voice already. What's going on? Oh, jeez. You Hear that? I'm a little, I'm a little wheezy sounding or something. I don't know. <laughs> <Both> <laughs> under-
1: <laughs> me, me, so me, me 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 me. We need to have a special guest host to carry the show,
2: <laughs> or I can just like take six months off every time.
1: Yeah, loaf life,
2: and then um, we'll we'll talk about some other stuff. I'm sure. Zom, how are you? <laughs> uh,
1: oh. Me too. Uh, I'm doing all right. It's just like um, I, I uh, took a nap before the show to to um, replenish my my uh, power power source
2: recharge the yeah, batteries source,
1: batteries and uh woke up I'm I, you know I guess laying on your back and probably snoring and everything uh doesn't help the uh the goozle and the uh, esophagus guy but think, I'm I've, sure I can be passive aggressive and say you know really lame shit
2: yeah see, that's the comes naturally that comment
1: right there was just a little bit passive aggressive <laughs>
2: Oh, uh, you know, just day in, day out, same old, same old, dealing with unfunny people and boring shit, so.
1: Rocking in the free world. <laughs> um. So, as far as you say that you are now currently employed. I am,
2: I, I, would go, I was going to say gainfully employed, I don't know if I'd go that far.
1: After a, after a hiatus, uh, <laughs> yes, uh,
2: 2017 was pretty much a hiatus from a normal life for me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I got a got a new gig doing not really what I want to do, um, but it's it's not too hard. It's uh you know week goes by whatever.
1: Yeah, just killing time till death.
2: Pretty much, yep. And this lets me do it and still eat, unlike last year.
1: <laughs> and I've been doing it a lot a of little. That. A little more comfortable. Yeah.
2: Lofi's getting the belly again. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. That's the only bad thing. When yeah. you're poor, you know, can't afford food. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I just saw a picture of a rocket flying through the uh, sky on ABC News. I hope that's not like a Russian one heading towards our. Eek. Oh, it's a NASA one. Okay, we're all right. SpaceX.
2: Oh, SpaceX. That's not even NASA, that's uh, Elon Musk. That's the Tesla guy with his own private rocket ship.
1: It says we're in Florida as NASA's newest planet oh, hunting spacecraft.
2: That's not SpaceX.
1: Don't have uh, fake news. Don't spread fucking false information. Uh,
2: Actually the, the one of my bosses now, he is not a flat earther but finds them hilarious and talks about them all the time. So was I Was he before? No. He just okay. he just thinks it's funny, so it always comes up in conversation. And he's also a big fan of Tesla, so I've also heard <laughs> A lot about Tesla, but um, the uh, the funny one of the you know the NASA relation there is that NASA is is the the biggest is the biggest conspirator in the whole flat Earth thing, and and they pay off all the governments, all of them, to yeah every single government to perpetuate the globular Earth theory.
1: <laughs> I was thinking that sounds like an old SpaceX. Was that a, a- a movie, SpaceX, the movie. No, that's just a. I must be thinking of something else. What was the name
2: of that one with that uh, that robot with the big glass dome for a head? Not lost in space. He had a little like donut for a head, but the
1: mm-hmm. was it, it was, I feel like big it glass dome for a head? Yeah, Anyway he Robbie. Robbie the robot. Was it Robbie? Wasn't that the one with uh, Leslie Nielsen and? Um, Earl Holloman
2: It is Robbie the Robot What movie yeah. was that? Forbidden Planet
1: Forbidden Planet, yeah that was where they had the id And yeah, all that shit yeah, yeah. That was a good fucking movie, see we are already good. in a movie talk Yeah Leslie Before Leslie Nielsen became a comedy genius <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, Walter Pidgeon was in that I
1: wish he'd comment on our group he's, Is he dead?
2: I think he's dead
1: Oh. He was kind of like in the Phil Donahue Club He had that look
2: Oh, he had the gray hair when he was like twenty-five.
1: Yeah, I wish I had fucking gray hair on top <laughs> wait, of my head. Wait, <laughs> I have gray hair. I just have... It's yeah, just on I your shoulders and your thick, nose holes. White Phil Donahue hair.
2: Uh, yeah, Leslie Nielsen died in twenty ten.
1: So, what are we gonna do about the neo Nazis? And are they living in our neighborhood?
0: <laughs>
1: and if they are. Do you even know, oh,
2: so yeah, other than that, I got nothing, nothing going
0: on um, I bought
1: some stuff, I bought some you know, I'm sitting here looking at a a superman a rubber Superman wristband that I bought at Myrtle Beach that I have not put on yet it's I think if I leave the tag on it and the little cardboard d c thing on it, it'll be worth more.
2: Yeah, you'll uh, be able to sell it for like $4 in 20
1: years. $4, man. No, wait, wait,
2: how much did it cost? <laughs> it cost $6. Oh, 5 5.99 for I, a piece of rubber. That still might be right. I, that still might be accurate. <laughs> I like it. Though. I like it. It says like a, one of the Live Strong bracelet but like live, yeah, 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 Live it's Krypton Strong. It, it
1: actually has the the Superman emblem um which is shaped like that, it, it, that and it's not it's not just a complete, um, loop. It has that, you know,
2: Oh, so the, the, the logo is a little bigger than the rest of it. Yeah, it's a little bigger. Gotcha. Just a little bigger. Yeah. So it's like, it was a nice
1: store down there. And, um, um, it was one of the only stores that I went in in Myrtle beach that on, on the one day where it warmed up to 72 did not have the air conditioning on and <laughs> the girl behind the counter who was cute <coughs> was behind the counter with a fucking sweater on. Ooh. And I'm I'm in there and it was so stuffy. And and I was just I just want to say, uh, "Excuse me. Uh listen little nerd. This it's fucking hot in here." And I want to look. They had some nice anime stuff in there too like was it a
2: um, comic book store? Yeah, yeah,
1: but they I mean they didn't have comics. They just had all like the oh, imperial- oh. Mugs, t-shirts, posters, games, statues, and that kind of shit. I need, Figures. I need some
2: more geeky of, mugs.
1: Yeah, mm. it was. I ha, I bought a, uh, I bought a Joker one, which is really cool, and um, it's sitting beside my Green Lantern and Captain Kirk and Thor mug, full of pens and cables.
0: You got to
2: drink some coffee out of those.
1: Uh, oh God, why would I do that, man? I can drink it. Mm. <laughs> I'm having peppermint tea, by the way. I, I should really cut down on the coffee. Yeah, I think.
2: I'm a, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm I'm sticking pretty well. I, I don't. I can't drink. I've gotten too old. I can't drink it after like noon, or I don't sleep.
1: Well, I'm weird because I guess maybe it it works like Ritalin on somebody who's hyper. It calms <laughs> them down. Because I even chastised a woman I work with one time. She told me that if she she drinks coffee and it helps her sleep,
0: that's
2: weird.
1: And I said, you know, there's no way. I said, that's a stimulant, blah, 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 blah. But I can drink coffee and go right to sleep.
2: Maybe it's the maybe it's the warmth. Maybe are you, it is. Are you drinking it warm or do you do iced coffee?
1: Oh hot. Yeah. Hot coffee. hot coffee.
2: Oh, I got a new desk chair too. That's exciting.
1: Is it comfortable?
2: I mean, it's a lot better than what I what I what I had. Like so I would be in pain after we would podcast before. And I finally uh. just went, and I, you know, I didn't, I didn't get like this, you know, super high priced chair, but it has a high back now. And like my old one, I had this little, uh, it was mine was pretty much a glorified stool. It was awful, and I don't know why <laughs> I kept it for so long. But now I am leaning back, and the mic is like on the arm, stretched all the way across my. Ooh, and I have this L shaped desk that I'm sitting at. I, uh, I, I, I. So instead of food, I bought a desk and a chair. And now I'm leaning back and letting my gut hang out of my jeans. Yeah, yeah. Because I came home and not only did I have dinner, but I also ate like half a cheese sandwich and a granola bar and some carrots in- and <laughs> Well,
1: that when you I get one that, that leans back, your stomach will get bigger because when you lean back, you know you're you're not like engaging your abs. You're just letting it just
2: oh, just yeah. Let it's it like go. It's like my old my my soon to be old man shaped ass is uh doing oh. all the support my lower back Damn. and my and my shoulders.
1: Yeah. Um did you see that Barbara Bush died?
2: I did and and <laughs> I did. Yeah. I mean she was old. It, it was bound to happen. And Well, did
1: you see well okay, we had three, you know how they say it comes in threes. Three
2: celebrity we deaths. Had we had Barbara well, Bush. Barbara Bush, we had Ermie.
1: Ronald Lee Ermey and Bruno Sammartino.
2: What a weird, yeah, weird combo of people.
1: And only two of those, well, no, actually, because I'm not sure about R. Lee Ermey, I was going to say, um, well, no, no, I can say that only two of those never gave birth to a war criminal.
2: Only two? Oh, <laughs> Yeah. gotcha. That took because what I was
1: going to say is something about <laughs> war criminals. I was like, well, Arlie Ermy was actually in Vietnam, so you know, I don't know what he but, did or didn't do.
2: Barbara, Barbara and, Bush might have been more like uh, she might have been like Ellie Ewing from Dallas, though. Like she yeah. had like asshole kids, but
1: uh, oh well, she was she was. Uh, but she I was, mean, you know, if it, even if it's your kid, I'm sure Hitler's mother was probably she, like, ah, oh, you know, he he that's. She,
2: she might have been a pleasant person. You never know.
1: Well, I heard she was not a pleasant person. Oh, that She right. was really like a mean kind of. But then again, if like a whole you know, world is you know hate your son because he's a fucking buffoon and a a fucking like I said you know a torturer and fucking you know Geno- war crimes, genocidal
2: maniacs. crimes against humanity.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know? Anyway, but um, that R. Lee Ermy. Um, I think, and I, I, he was on Howard Stern. They, they did like a repeat when he was on there in like 2002. Um, I think the first thing I saw him in was that movie boys from company C and he was really young then he might've just been right out of the fucking Marines. Yeah. But then of course, you know, I was thinking, of course you always think of him, uh, you know, from full metal jacket.
2: That's definitely where I saw him first.
1: Yeah. And then, but I mean, he was in a lot of shit after that. he was in that one, um, Texas Chainsaw Master. Yeah, I
2: was gonna say he played one. He played the crazy dad and one of the remakes of Texas Chainsaw. Yeah,
1: the fucking weird sheriff. Uh, he he was like Lee Marvin and J.R. Ewing. When he started getting older, <laughs> his eyebrows started getting out of control.
0: <laughs> I
1: don't know what does that because mine mine aren't getting real thick, but they're they, they get like there's certain ones that are real wiry. Yeah. Like, almost oh. like a piece of copper wire. <laughs>
2: I'll get that on my chin. Like, you'll get, like, the double beard hair.
1: Double beard? I've never heard of the double yeah, beard.
2: Yeah, like, you got all your beard hair, all my beard hair is pretty much the same width, and then every once in a while, there'll be, like, that this mutant one that's, like, twice as wide <laughs> as it should be.
1: Hmm, yeah. It's almost like a twig. Yeah. They get real thick.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and Larry Hagman did definitely has some uh, wild Well, do you eyebrows. think
1: that he, he actually like uh, Ox Baker curled his up
2: <laughs> to might, make him look evil. He might have done, like, you think you? I don't know. The the grooming on that show was, I mean, obviously it's dated, but it was a little suspect with, like, uh, Bobby's hair always over his ears, which always is weird to me. Like Yeah. Um, well,
1: there was a point in time in the, I remember in the 70s, I think, everybody got to, like, David, if you look at David Jansen, who was in, You know, a bunch of movies, but played the fugitive on he was Dr. Richard Kimball, I guess, on fucking the TV show, The Fugitive, and he had big ears. Well, there was a thing for guys in the 70s, like the mid mid 70s or something like that, where they tried to cover their ears with their hair. See, I could never do that because when my hair would start getting long, it would curl up around my ears. It was curly, you know, it would get wavy and curly. And but they started; it was like they were trying to have the football helmet kind of look.
2: Yeah, and yeah, and um, and.
1: Uh, but Larry now, Hagman. Did now I'm calling like Bobby that. Ewing. Jesus. When he was on "I Dream of Genie, you know, he, of course, he had a totally different personality. He was a nice guy, and he didn't look like that. He didn't have eyebrows like
2: that. Yeah, he might he might have combed him out a little so he get like the devil devil looking eyebrows,
1: hmm, like OX. Ox Maybe Baker. that would be funny to see J.R. Ewing and go up against OX. We'll see. Here's a picture of fucking Larry Hagman. Oh, he was in fail safe with uh henry fonda god damn man sue ellen was good looking in that one i always hated the cowboy hats the richard petty cowboy hats that had the big feather thing yeah
2: when, he bam. started he started wearing those in the fourth season i'm watching
1: yeah, i didn't like that that looks that that is stupid looking.
2: he's not wearing the he's not wearing the uh the safari jacket anymore but he's wearing he's got feathers on his hat now <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, uh, but uh, we were talking the other night about... Um, oh, that's...
2: Wow. I don't know what? when this was from. Larry Hagman's Eyebrows Explained, Entertainment Weekly. Oh, right. this is a He's got some Ox Baker brows. damn, here. here's
1: a picture of him when he's old and bald-headed. Must have been right before he died. Is he talking on the phone? Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I'm looking at. And they're really curled up. He and looks like that. He's got like like a, the
2: Intercontinental title on his he bracelet. He looks
1: like devil. <laughs> yeah. Man, what a strange man. <laughs> But I think he was really a nice guy. I wonder if he banged Barbara Eden. That would be interesting.
2: Bart banging she, Barbara Eden would be interesting.
1: She was pre, she was pretty hot. I just thought it was always funny that, like, they would they were so uptight back then that they would not let her show her belly button. You know that, that was strange. Now they show like the butthole. They don't <laughs> even just show the butthole. They show like the inside of the butthole.
2: Colonoscopy on on yeah. broadcast television.
1: I was explaining to, um, one of this guy I work with about, uh, yeah, Sue Ellen was pretty good looking when she was younger. And then she started getting kind of old, <laughs> uh, but, uh, that nowadays they, he, we were talking, and you were mentioned actually, because we were talking about, um, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll explain. Well, why not explain now? I'll tell, cause if I don't, then it, you'll be like, why the fuck were you, were you guys even talking <laughs> about this? Um, I watched this this uh, documentary on Netflix Instant called Gringo, The Dangerous Life of John McAfee. And he's the guy that started, you know, McAfee Antivirus, uh, which is one of the first antivirus, anti-malware, you know, companies in the world.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: of course, he made a shitload of fucking money. But he was just an odd duck from the word go. <laughs> And, um, he, he started the company and then of course, you know, when it got really big and, um, he got bought out or he sold or got bought, you know, and, um, made like a hundred million dollars or hundreds of millions of dollars. So he decided first he started a, um, yoga and, um, what was it? Yoga and meditation retreat in Colorado. And the place was goddamn this palatial like estate and everything. And all these people came there and he wrote books on yoga and all this stuff. Well, then he ended up losing some money in the stock market crash and everything. And he moved to Belize. Now the lot make a long story short because we're, you know, getting, you know, tying this all back to the conversation I had when he moved down there. Like, okay. If I had the money that I have right now and I moved to Belize, I would be treated, I would be like a millionaire. Because, you know, it's with the exception of the tourist area, it's like a third world country. And they would pay like the people $5 a day to work all day, you know, for on a job like carpentry or something. And he moved down there. Well, he would pay the locals like a regular. He might pay him $5 an hour, which to them is like, oh, so they all want to go work. Well, so being down there, he almost became like a. um like a, well, well, he was like a rich baron or whatever, and everybody wanted to work for him. So he would hire these people. Well, then he decided, well, you know, I'm down here and, you know, who gives a fuck? Um, he would get have his guys go out and get these young girls from Belize and tell them. He said they were all of age, of, of age, which who knows if that's true. But he would say, you know, he'd have them come to the house and then he'd talk to him and say, you know, I will give you like such and such an amount of money. If you sleep with me and they're, you know, really poor, I mean, like in poverty. And, and so some of they interviewed the girls now and they're like 40 some years old now yeah, after the fact. And, um, they said, uh, you know, I was like, well, you know, I need the money and, um, I have a little kid and he would, the one girl said he, he gave her $900 to sleep with him. And so, but he told, he would tell him, he'd say, Okay, I want you to come here and live with me, but you need to know you're not the only one. I have like five or six other girls here. I want I tr- I'm gonna I want to treat all of you the same. You know, nobody. I don't want any jealousy. I'll treat you all good and all this stuff. Well, what it came down to, and this is how the conversation got started. They the the woman who was doing the documentary. Was talking to the to the to the to the women that he lived with, and somehow a conversation of, of uh, like their sex life came up, and they were interviewing them at different times. It wasn't like all four or five of them were right there in the same room, repeating what each other said,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and <laughs> the same story was told, almost you know, detailed <laughs> that he enjoyed they they he had a hammock. And as they're telling this, I'm trying to visualize what's going on here or what was going to happen. And they said he had a hammock, and he wanted them to sit on the hammock, and it had a hole cut in it. Wait a minute,
2: where am I? I've heard this before.
1: Okay, well, so anyway, I definitely
2: haven't seen this documentary. Where would I have heard of this guy?
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, they did a like I think Vice did a um, a thing. Uh, uh, like a mini documentary about him. And uh, so anyway, huh. they said he wanted them to sit on this hammock and it had a hole cut in it. And I'm like, okay, you know, well, what did he do? You know, I mean, did he, and they said he'd get underneath of it. And, and um, I'm like, okay, it was like a sex swing and they just don't know, you know, and they're, so they're saying a hammock and did he get under it? And like, then they were like suspended above him, but it was low to the ground. So he would screw them. Right. like that and the girl said he liked for the the hole was for their butt to go through <laughs> and he would lay underneath of it and they would shit in his mouth
0: <laughs> okay
2: it's the guy that founded McAfee yeah. the guy the antivirus where, where have i heard this before yeah, i definitely was, haven't seen gringo but for some reason a new or, um
1: uh libertarian uh for the Libertarian Party president, he ran for the president of the United States.
2: Maybe it was on vice. Maybe it was the vice.
1: He was all caught up in this like murder, uh, sort of mystery of who murdered this guy down in Belize. And he was on the run and the cops and the FBI and everything was looking for. But anyway, so the one girl was like, you know, she was kind of laughing. She was like, you know, I just thought, well, if that's what he wants me to do and then, you know, (laughs) but, Honest to God. So we were talking, I was telling my friend that he started gagging. <laughs> and so then I was telling him that you had said that, you know, one thing that you hate about porn is the, the, um, the, the gag, uh. <laughs> you know the noise and all that, you know? And so then, <laughs> <laughs> and of course the conversation comes up, you know, uh, why would anybody want to do that? And yada, yada, yada. But, but he, he said, you know, like we were talking about uh, Larry Hagman's eyebrows and it turned into uh, Barbara Eden's belly button and buttholes. Uh, And I said about the gagging and he goes, yeah. And he goes like everything, like, you know, they, they, they they, like show like the, the girl's butthole and it's like, (laughs) and I, I told him, I said, they have this new thing now and I can't remember what they call it, like the red rose or something. And I was Aghast or whatever, <laughs> the first time I ever saw a picture of like the girl when you know the guy's doing her, and then when he pulls it out, and the butthole is like you know, like I said, like gaping open. But they do this thing now when it's like that, and then they push out, and like I guess like that muscle in there, or whatever,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it
1: comes out and it looks it's so disgusting. But they said that that's like a big thing now, and I'm like, okay. This is where I fucking draw the line, you know. Uh,
2: I drew the line far before that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you drew the line, but see, you're 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 very young and and uh, and uh, naive, uh, naive and sheltered. But you know, I, I don't want to see like someone's intestines,
2: or, you know, their colon. It's like or, a sea cucumber. It's her special defense. She turns her asshole inside out to make him leave her alone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, anus.
2: All right, Hagman, when he was young, definitely did not have the pointy eyebrows. anus. <laughs> I don't know about the anus. Who, know, who knows what Barbie Eden was into? She might have taken that bottle and done some crazy things. But
1: She was good looking.
2: She was good looking. She's still alive? I don't know. Let's look that up. And <laughs> while I'm looking it up, why don't we talk about more stuff we've been watching? Well, you don't, you probably don't have a ton, right?
1: Uh, no, not really, but I have some choice morsels.
2: Ooh, let's hear some um, morsels.
1: Okay, some morsels. Or Wait you me. can do a,
2: yeah, she is still alive. She's 86.
0: Mm.
1: Who did I say? Well, like I said, that Rebecca DeMornay, oh, of course, that was, that was before we went on air. <laughs> Mornay, see, I thought that, um, I was thinking that she was probably like my age because for some reason I was thinking Tom Cruise was the same age as me. But he's a little bit older. He is like fifty-six. I
2: wonder if Barbara Eden had a boob job back then. I don't know. Like
1: it's pretty rare back in the.
2: They are pretty, I, like, like artificially shaped in this one photo I'm looking at. But
1: are they naked or are they? No,
2: she's wearing like an evening gown. Doesn't look there's yeah. no definitely no bra, but maybe the evening gown is just very supportive.
1: Well, a lot of those, you know, uh, the, I think in that book that uh that porn star seika wrote she was writing about like um, desiree Cousteau was one of the first women in porn to ever have like implants and that was in the 70s because i think for some reason that, oh this uh, might be
2: later she looks a little older so <laughs> it, this might she might have gotten a boob job later on a uh, barber eden i mean
1: god bless her um the first thing that I watched was, it was, um, I put a post on the Guga um Sa, uh GGTMC, about... Um,
0: no, I haven't
2: heard of that one.
1: Movies, of, yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a little thing that, you know, what Some do you dudes call it? Do. Podcast? Group? It was a group.
0: Oh, group. A group.
1: Um, but I posted something about, you know, uh, movies about um, skinheads. And, you know, like neo-Nazis and things like that. So people were just giving me recommendations. And one of them was uh, Kriegerin, uh, which is also known. That's the German uh, version or title. And is also known as Combat Girls from 2011. And so I thought, you know, the, the I looked it up and the pictures and everything look pretty cool. So I think yeah, I'm going to check this out. And uh, I even check out the combat girls. <laughs> and um, it is directed by David Vent and uh, written by David Vent, starring Alina Levchin, Ella Haas, and Said Ahmad. Um, this is a pretty good movie. I recommend it. I'm glad I watched it. I never even fucking heard of it. Here's a little synopsis. Well, no, that's too long.
0: <laughs>
1: Marissa, a 20-year-old German girl, hates foreigners, Jews, cops, and everyone she finds guilty for the decline of her country. So that well, – I shortened it. Um, but it's pretty good. I mean it, it kind of uh, is in the same vein as like um, Romper Stomper mm-hmm. or um, was the other – oh, the one with uh, The Believer with uh, – or is that true? I get those mixed up true is it true believer with ryan gosling
2: i haven't seen that you never saw that no i like the, i like the baby goose I don't, I
1: don't oh no it's it's be, the the believer the believer no that, I haven't seen that. is one of his best movies huh. you, you, you need to watch that one dude that's a good movie that was like one of the first things i've ever seen him in other than mickey mouse club
2: <laughs> 2001, man he was a baby
1: dude it's a good movie it's hmm. it's a uh, awesome fucking movie based on true story too yeah, it looks like it's on prime yeah check it out we review it nice. review the movie the believer <laughs> and um but the girl in this the i guess it's Alina Levshin. she's really good um i like one of the things i like about it it is from the uh the female perspective of of you know uh women or a girl i say girl because she is you know not uh, she's like an high school or something or, mm-hmm. um but be, being in these this these groups and being around these kind of people and how you know she reacts and everything so i really i thought it was really good cool. uh, um, of course you know there's nobody in it that i've ever heard of because it's all about the germans uh but it's a very good movie uh big recommend on that one nice do you have a, a one or do you want me- yeah
2: um Go i got one that was a surprise i'm just so I started using Letterboxd this year. I I'd, I initially signed up for, um, it's like a social media, like what I've been watching kind of site, but I don't really use the social part of it. I just kind of use it because I, I was keeping a uh, a spreadsheet of all the movies I watched, which kind of got to be a pain in the ass, but Letterboxd, I had originally used it when they first started, but the problem with it was, is that they did not, like the database wasn't very big. And for whatever reason, they didn't connect to IMDB. They connected to something called, like, the movie database or something, which didn't have, un, uh, you know, nearly the amount of movies. So I often found myself having to input movies, and it wasn't instant. You'd have to wait for them to approve it and for it to show up. So I was like, fuck this. So I stopped using it. But anyway, I have yet to stump it now. So it's been a few years, and uh, Rolf turned me on to it. So I have been keeping track. But anyway, looking at my list, um, and there was one that – uh, uh and everybody seems everybody at least in our kind of uh circle of peoples, um That'd has a similar like reaction people. to it. Uh the, the new movie Blockers with uh John Cena and uh other people. Um I was surprised in how much I like this. Really? Yeah, so I have the movie pass still, so um I will go and just kinda you know, whatever movie's kinda playing when I when I show up, I will end up seeing. Um, and this one was playing around the time. I was like, yeah, okay. And I laughed. It had some touching moments. And not, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a, it has raunchy comedy stuff, which you. you I like know, raunchy comedy. Yeah. But it's like, if I had to compare kind of its tone, it's less like, um, uh, let's see. What's a good one to compare it to? It's, Jesus of Nazareth. It's. I think it's of comedies. It's less like oh. that Will Ferrell movie Old School, mm-hmm. and more like Forty Year Old Virgin, in how it like, treats its characters. I like both of those. And John is not the greatest actor, but he is damn funny and is weird, it's because he's been in WWE the whole time they've been doing the you know PG era. Mm-hmm. So it's really weird hearing him like say fuck and like you see his ass. I think he showed his ass in another movie that I haven't seen, but
1: yeah, he showed it in that Amy Schumer one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and,
2: and and he takes a he puts a funnel in his butthole and drinks beer uh, in this one. Uh.
1: <laughs> Does he look strange because he's so like around regular people? Because kind so... of,
2: kind of. But that they 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 play it as a joke. Like his daughter is a he's he's kind of raised her to be a jock. So the story of it. There's three girls that have been friends since they were little kids and they make this pact to that they're gonna lose their virginity on prom night and oh. the parents get wind of it. One of them the main one, the this like a single mom is one of the parents and she's freaking out and she's like, We gotta stop this and John Cena's very he's kind of this uptight conservative guy. And he's like, I'm with you and then the other guy just tags along saying, You're gonna ruin their night So it's like three parents ultimately trying to stop their daughters from making making this mistake and cock blocking yeah that's the thing and the so the the poster has a picture of a rooster on top of blockers so ah um but as yeah it's it's pretty crude but i mean you know solid movie i i, I laughed quite a bit and uh i definitely recommend it if you, if you feel like a, a, a decent comedy
1: so do you feel that the movie pass has opened you up to see things that you would never normally oh, you know, like yeah. if you had to spend fucking money, you wouldn't go see Blockers. I
2: would probably not have seen Blockers if uh, if I didn't have MoviePass. Looking at my list, let me see here.
1: It's almost like you're becoming the um, uh, modern day Roger Ebert. <laughs> yeah. If only I, I could write
2: just like him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, there's quite a few movies I've seen with thanks to movie that I would not have seen otherwise. Like my best example was fucking, um, that Ed Helms, uh, version of vacation. Is that what a, really good? Oh no, it was really, it was awful. And <laughs> I, I left in the middle of that one to go take a shit for like 15 minutes and didn't even, wow. I was not even concerned. I was like strolling, <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're just hanging out
2: in the movie theater at that point. When you when you when you're not in a hurry to leave the the a movie theater bathroom, you know something's wrong. Sitting in the
0: stall, tapping your foot. Come,
2: come <laughs> to think of it, I had to take a big shit in the middle of Forty Year Old Virgin when I saw that in the theater years and years ago. But I hurried with that one. I can't
1: imagine. I, I I couldn't tell you the last time that I went to the bathroom in the middle of a movie.
2: I I tell you what. I must have, and I may have mentioned this on the show before it's got to be some mental thing but i swear an hour into any fucking movie i'll see in the theater i will have to pee every time it's
1: whole prolapsed anus thing
2: it's the prolapsed dick hole or I something i think it
1: would have been funnier if blockers if john cena was raised his daughter to be like the girl in combat girls <laughs> yeah. and she was a, a neo-nazi skinhead and then he was trying to block you know the the jews from uh, influencing her and stealing her money.
2: Um, you you get to see Gina Gershon's tits in it. I like Gina Gershon's tits. I've seen those. And you get to see um, the boss. Uh, you get the boss from Office Space. You see his dick.
1: Gina Gershon, <laughs> kind of. I, I was thinking of uh, um, what's the one with um, my cousin Vin. I mean Marissa Tomei. Uh, but I have seen Gina Gershon. She had small little boobies with in uh, Showgirls remember that oh god showgirls so so that's a good movie (laughs) (laughs) wait you know here lately it seems like i find myself more and more saying um i think we covered that on the show to be corrected by you or rolf saying we didn't cover that on the show and i vividly have in my brain you know
2: we definitely did we definitely did showgirls (laughs)
1: Yeah, I know we did show I'm pretty sure we did showgirls.
2: Yes, we gave it a one. That was the that was the Oberholzer double. It was fear and showgirls. Mm. That was the it was a cumulative score of about four point five for the whole episode. Nice. <laughs> I'll
1: have to go back and listen to that one. Oh,
2: it was not fun.
1: <laughs> well
2: wait, we uh, had another one too. There was another uh ready to rumble.
0: Ready to rumble.
1: What was and the one we did
2: with that? It was a, we did another, another shitty one with that. I don't think so. Uh,
1: uh, well, Ready to R- Now, I was going to say that was uh, Silva and Gold, but it didn't have Dolph or Henry Silva. In it, <laughs> so I don't think that. that Was was that one of the first
2: movies that we ever reviewed? What? Ready, Ready to, to rumble? rumble? Uh, It was in the first year or two, definitely. No, no, no. I'm
1: thinking about Ready to Rumble was the one with David Arquette. Oh, like we
2: did that. No Holds Barred. No like Holds Barred. The, fir- the first, first thing.
1: Yeah, I think that was the one I was thinking of. Was the Hulk Hogan and Zeus?
2: <laughs> I, I watched a little YouTube of uh, Stan Hansen talking about that movie. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "If I have any regrets, I wish I did more movies." That was pretty fun. <laughs> yeah,
1: he Get said he kids. wiener. Like, yeah, uh, didn't he? Uh, try to, wasn't one of them in the bathroom or something? Yeah, he was. He stall? was.
2: He's making fun of the guy's little little dingy.
1: Be like you wiener. in the fucking uh, stall during that movie. Um, no, I I don't think I have pooped in a fucking movie theater in quite a while I either. A, I mean I pooped
2: it, in another one recently. What was the it, other when
1: I was a small child?
2: Yeah, I don't know what it is.
1: I mean I can, I, I at least
2: insane Unsane. Least... I went and saw Unsane, which is not good, but I shit in the middle of that one too.
1: <laughs> you know what they should have on the stall door is a, is like a um a flat, a little flat screen and you can choose the movie that you're watching and, <laughs> yeah. and, and you click on it and it, it shows it where the movie is because I can't imagine like, even if I'm at home and I'm watching a am sitting there watching a fucking movie yeah. and I have to go take a shit, you know, I'll hit pause yeah. and then I come back and I don't miss anything, but you're missing like 15 minutes of a fucking movie.
2: Not usually. I'm usually hurrying. Like, and if it's a P it's like, I'll miss like two minutes
1: uh i was listening or, or well this has to do with uh speaking of going to the bathroom that i i uh post things classy. On trip advisor like if i when i go on a trip if i stay in a hotel or if i eat at some restaurant or something like that I'll go on and put a little review especially if it sucks and um <laughs> We went to a, a, a music musical show in Myrtle Beach uh, was like the, mu- the music of the 60s, 70s and 80s, which was it was really good. And um, but these people, somebody posted because I like reading the reviews. And of course, just like movie reviews, I don't read the good reviews. I go immediately to like one star because they're funny. And these people said that they went to that theater And there's a lot of old people that go to these things, you know, that are vacationing and everything. And um, they said there was about like six of them and they went into the to the theater and somehow the show maybe had already started or something. And so and it was one of those deals where it was fairly crowded. So they had to scoot through and there was like, say, six of them. And then when they sat down, the one person sat down in the seat and whoever had been there, the show previously, had pissed themselves uh. all over the fucking cushion on the seat. And when the person said, when they went in, they sat down. <laughs> now, can you imagine that they're, they fucking have to, you know? Oops, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me, excuse me, pardon me to, to, you know, go scoot down through to get to their seats, sit down, and the person sitting there and they're like, hmm. Because you know it takes going to take a while for it to. Kind oh, of
2: you feel that cold. That, and that then they nice. thought it oh was. Oh my god. Uh,
1: they thought somebody had spilled a drink. And then I guess they did the old, uh, you know, <laughs>
2: the old snifferoo
1: smell test, and some <laughs> some old person. I assume it was probably like some old person, you know, pissed themselves. Oh uh, <laughs> for some old woman with prolapsed anus, fucking sneezed, and pissed on <laughs> the fucking chair. <laughs> oh had that before that would be an, a movie experience what, but sitting, I was thinking, sitting
2: in urine you're right
1: you know if you had like a in some theaters that i go in you know if I it's dark as hell and there's nobody in there but like maybe me and a couple other people if if you just like piss in a bottle or something like that
0: oh you know, it's the best
2: might... it's the best when the theater is almost, almost like entirely empty and you can just like fart out loud and
1: like i just did oh it's great Next thing I watched was from 2017, a newer movie. Uh, and you have seen this? Ooh. In the summer of 1989, a group of bullied kids band together to destroy a shape-shifting monster which disguises itself as a clown. I have seen this. In the of Derry, the small main town. This is the movie It.
2: Oh, there you go. Then- There's one I would probably would not have paid to see without MoviePass. Really? I liked it, but like it's like I said, I I a movie I have to be really amped for a movie to pay for it anymore.
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to say I can, I couldn't tell you probably the last time I went and spent money in a theater to see a comedy.
2: Yeah, yeah, comedy definitely not cuz comedies are I could say hit or, hit or miss, but like comedies are in the past shit 20 years, um yeah. they're mostly miss. For me
1: and, and and it's not going to add anything to be on the big screen nah. like if you want to see blade runner with all the special effects and all that if i had but any anyway, interest
2: in seeing it with a crowd which i typically do not that maybe but
1: yeah it seems like i used to go see comedies but they actually used to be funny too yeah and, <laughs> uh, so i watched it and i was thinking i almost had this sense of dread to watch it <laughs> because I was like, OK, I've you know, I saw the trailer and I thought and I heard so many people say, oh, my God, this is it, it was fucking scary as shit. Well, I didn't think it was really scary at all.
0: <laughs> uh
1: And no, no, no. But I liked
2: you it. You liked it. OK, OK.
1: Because I liked like just all the interaction with the little kids. Um, it reminded me of being a little kid. And yeah. you could take. and I'm sure, you know, I was going to say Spielberg. I'm sure Stephen King. You know, it seemed like you could take this movie and take the killer clown demon thing out of it, and it would still be a good movie. It would still be almost like a Stand By Me movie, where you yeah. had the bullies, uh, you had the the dad that was the the you know kind of messing with the girl, the other guy, the other the bully dad, you know how his dad was, and 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 just. The, the, the horrifying, scary shit that kids go through just in their regular life, just because they're kids they're vul- and they're vulnerable, or not only that, but uh, like I said, with bullies, kids that are older that are going to prey on them, and their own overactive imagination. And that's another thing we were talking about at work was um, other than prolapse anuses, was um, how when you're a little kid, I remember, uh, first of all, I was a sleepwalker, and you know, and I would have n- uh, nightmares all the time, uh, which I still, you know, on the show, on the show, you know, I was talking <laughs> about like taking my medication and seeing somebody fucking it and standing in the corner or whatever. But when I was a little kid, I used to dread going down in our basement, uh, like at night, and even if I was awake, you know, going down there and. Or getting ready to go to sleep at night and looking in the closet first and looking under the bed <laughs> and that kind of shit. So that's the that's one of the things that I really liked about this. My, and, and my
2: parents house is completely on three sides surrounded by woods like woods. Yeah. yeah. And we used to my brother and I would stay up later than our parents on on weekends or whatever and watch TV, the TV in the den. And you could walk through the garage right from the den and go outside and take a piss by this old wood pile. And it was always scary as fuck going out there. Cause you'd hear like a little in the, in the woods, sprint right back inside. Yeah.
1: And then you get inside, you're like, yeah,
2: I, I wasn't scared. Um, <laughs> no, we, were, I also- we would laugh about being scared. And I would tell him, I would tell my brother, the joke was always, it was a big fat guy with a machete. <laughs> Uh, yeah see i never i never
1: had like monster like monsters chasing me or anything it was like uh, you know people right Uh, you you know like some like because we i grew up in the era like you know uh when i was a little kid like right after like the charles manson murders where these crazy fucking hippies on drugs and shit broke into these people's houses and fucking stabbed them a million times and you know all that crap so it was like real world stuff but the one thing that I noticed in this, the, the girl in this, uh, Sophia Lillis or Lillis,
0: mm-hmm.
1: how much she looked like Amy Adams. She could be like Amy Adams' daughter. Oh. And then the one little boy is in Stranger Things. But I, I loved how, like at the beginning where – because it just reminded me, like I said, of when I was a little shit. And me <laughs> and my buddies and you'd be like, you know – um, Oh, how hot was it today? Uh, as hot as me sticking your dick in your mother's pussy last night. <laughs> you know, because you're just starting to learn to cuss and everything, and oh. especially when you're with your boys.
2: What was it about that when you? It was like when you first started using profanity. It was the funniest thing.
1: Oh, and, and you and you just did like. Of course, I you never never do it around my parents. No. Know? But and you were scared to. But then when you get alone, you'd be like, "Yeah, fucking shit, man." <laughs> or like, we got um, we our neighbor had a garage. Um, they had a two stall garage, and I'm I it must have been back before they had garage door openers or something. And they would go, I guess, go to work, or the husband would go to work, and they would just leave the garage doors wide open. Well, they had a chalkboard. <laughs> In the garage. I don't know what for, you know, to maybe leave each other a message, you know, blah, blah, blah. And when we were little kids, my sister and my friend Diane, who lived right beside them, we would go and we it was back by the alley and we'd go in there and we would write on the chalkboard shit (laughs) or damn or, you know, uh, (laughs) hell. Because we thought it was funny.
2: And now it's funny for a different reason. Now it's just like, (laughs) what were we thinking?
1: yeah but you know that's what and i think that i was trying to i was telling one of my friends he goes well how was that movie because he liked the the miniseries Um mm-hmm. uh, and i saw that one a long time ago of course and it's been forever so i don't remember that much about it but um I told him, I said, well, I really didn't find it to be like really scary. Now my friend Greg saw it in the theater and he goes, I'm in there by myself. And he goes, I'm fucking scared. And <laughs> that was him. He's Jewish anyway. So, um, <laughs> uh, he, he kept telling me how fucking scary it was and it didn't really have like any like real jump scares to startle me or anything. But I think maybe because everything was just right out there in the open. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, pennywise you saw him every time it, 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 and it, there was no build like jaws where that you don't see him but you know something's there of the dread
2: he looked pretty uh, good i liked his his mouth and i liked his yeah. uh his weird eyes that would like split apart
1: <laughs> yeah everything looked good and the special effects were good and everything i just like i said i just didn't find it to be really scary yeah. and that might just be because i'm fucking getting old and i'm like you know ah, fuck <laughs> it you know but anyway i i liked it i thought it was yeah good. it was good and I guess they're going to make a sequel.
2: Oh, are they? That's interesting. Well,
1: at the end of it, you know, it said, uh, well, it said chapter one.
2: I've never read the book, so I don't know how the book closes up. But I don't know if it would be original or it would be more book. I don't even know.
1: Well, I think it would be because, okay, you, in the
2: – I don't remember I don't remember the miniseries. The miniseries came out when I was like 13, and mm-hmm. so I – I don't remember. I was watching.
0: Well, I think the Quantum miniseries.
1: What, from what I remember of it, um, takes place when they are adults and they all come back together from where they have moved away and everything. And they Is come that back. how the book is? I don't, I didn't read the book.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. I've never but read the book either.
1: Then they all come back and, and some of them have, you know, well, come on, man, you know, you know what happened. You, you, and, and, like, they kind of try and put it out of their mind and everything. But then, see, like, in this movie, remember the kids said um, we have to make a, a pact that, yeah, yeah. you know, so I don't want to give anything. Huh. You know, but yeah, anyway. I guess they could. So I think that that might be what they're leading to. And I, I'm pretty sure it was fairly successful. So hmm. I would watch that. John Boy, I think, was in the uh, <coughs> the original with hmm. uh, uh, John or uh, Richard, Richard Thomas. And he's on the Americans now, or was. I need to get back into watching that. I watched the first season; really good, oh. even though I hated everybody in it.
2: I, speaking of watching, a, I, I finally started a new TV show. Speaking of watching, and I can mm-hmm. tie it into watching a movie, so I rewatched, um, the movie Fargo.
0: Oh yeah, I, I hadn't seen oh, it oh, it's in a good
2: series. And so I started watching the the TV show finally, and it's it's so i I've, this past weekend that was all I did. I watched Fargo Saturday morning and I watched The Office, and I watched eight of ten episodes of <laughs> season one of Fargo, which is, they're an all hour the, each.
1: Um, yeah, all the um, seasons of that show are great.
2: Uh, st- they seem to be, like, they might be standalone, is that right? Um, they
1: sort of tie things. They're not oh, okay. directly, but they they do kind of tie together.
2: So the movie Fargo, Coen Brothers... Um, I, I've seen this movie a lot, but it had been a little while, and the reason I watched it is because I planned on starting the TV show. There's a guy at work that recommended um, a couple of new shows uh, to check out, um, Narcos. Have you watched that?
1: I'm watching it right now. I finished the first season and starting the second season.
2: And he also recommended a show called Ozarks.
1: Yeah, my friend Randy recommended that, and I have not watched it yet. But he so, said it was really good. And
2: instead of doing the what he recommended, I started Fargo instead. But so I just wanted to kind of a refresher. And I've read that Fargo, the 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 movie and the TV show, the directors like said there's they don't really have anything to do with each other, but there's some stuff like there. Okay, there's a thing with an ice scraper. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that has to be a carryover, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely.
2: So like I I wasn't sure like he's like it's not a sequel and it's not a remake I was like well it seems like a sequel to me
1: it's in there yeah the the movie stuff uh, there's you know a little nod to it or whatever yeah there's a lot
2: of little Here. nods but like this is a well not
1: just a little nod uh, that that actually that part yeah the that scraper was, comes into
2: and that's why I'm glad I watched the movie to yeah. kind of remember what the hell the ice scraper even was about
1: that's some good shit that's yeah. a, that's a that series is some good shit and the the one girl who I I can't remember. Did you say you, you haven't watched Legion?
2: I have still not watched Legion.
1: Okay, she is prominent in I think season two of Fargo.
2: Okay. Wait. The, he, the,
1: who are the we talking one, about? Huh?
2: Who who which who's prominent?
1: She is, well, she's in Legion. She's basically almost like the character Rogue in X Men. Okay. That's sort of how her character is. Like, if she touches you, she absorbs your power. Oh, okay, okay.
2: No, and I haven't, I don't know who that is. She's fucking
1: good looking, man. She's got the longest, fucking prettiest goddamn <laughs> hair. Ooh. I mean, you know, that, that fucking, um, Catherine Deneuve kind of hair, not really Catherine Deneuve because her hair is just so thick, Um, (laughs) you know, but I still, I like this girl's hair, but it might just be because Legion is, and Fargo, that season of Fargo are both kind of in say, I don't know if it'd be like the late seventies. So maybe that's just how they have her hairstyle.
2: The TV show Fargo takes place in 2006, Hmm. which, yeah, but it's like, I think they can, they, the fact that they can set it here, everybody wear still wears the old looking clothes.
1: Yeah, well, that's like when, when, uh, when I moved, when I went to college, okay, I went to college and the further north you get... The more you get into, like, as far as the music goes and mm-hmm. the fashion and stuff like that, uh, is more modern. Then when I would go home, say, like for the weekend or something like that and go back to where I was born, where my hometown, they were still uh, wearing the skin tight jeans. The, <laughs> the girls wear the little Robin Hood boots, listening to Skinnered. And they're they're like they're like uh fifteen years behind, almost it seemed like.
2: <laughs> so yeah, the and I, I looked it up. So the original show and because I, I wanted to figure out the timing of the ice scraper thing too. So I was like, because the the movie Fargo took uh, it was it was released in '96, mm-hmm. and I wasn't sure if it was modern or not. So I looked that up, and um, the cars they were selling uh, were like. Late eighties models Buicks. So I was like, okay. So it takes place in the late eighties because he's selling new uh, Buick Skylarks or whatever.
1: Gotta get that true coat.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so and that would make him finding like the ice scraper thing right the, about the right time because it's been almost thirty years. And then Oliver Platt is that his name? The big guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he you know his his little arc there with the would that would fit perfect. And I was like, you can't tell me this isn't a sequel. It's a de- I mean, this thing it, it's it's. It sets everything in motion. The Ice yeah. Scraper, is it's a sequel. Come on. Fuck yeah. Um Oh, 100%. Billy Bob Thornton is so good in it. What a fucking creep. <laughs> with his He with was his excellent. Anton and Tom uh, Sugar hairdo almost. Uh-huh. They he had that had the I, the part had to have been inspired by Sugar with the way that, with the clothes that he would wear and his demeanor and his dorky haircut. Even and now the, that
1: I think about it, you will see certain characters from episode or from season one come back. They will. There are at least one that I can think of that reemerges down the road.
2: I'm 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 really impressed with it. I need to finish it. I got like I said, two episodes left in season one, but we got, oh, it's great. We got three in the in the hopper. So
1: I'm wondering if they're going to do another one.
2: I haven't read anything, so I'm not sure if there's even... And how much...
1: It. I mean, just how they got down how the people up there talk.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the, the, mem- the show, I- for anybody that hasn't seen it, the show's not quite as as quirky as the movie. Like, you could tell the Coens directed Fargo, and you can tell that the show is just inspired by the movie. Like, it doesn't have... Like the, I guess the equivalent of the, uh, I forgot her name in the movie, the Francis McGregor character. Yeah. There's, I mean, there is a Margie type, but she's not, she's not nearly as, you betcha. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. She's not quite there. And like, and, and Tom, Tom Hanks kid is not quite like, he's a little dorky, but not like,
1: how about in the fucking movie? That, w- I like how the Coen's uh, in all their movies, how they just have like these quirky characters and these character actors and stuff like that, but for no, I mean, just thrown in there where Margie goes and meets the guy that she went to like high school with.
2: And he's so alone. That poor guy. And how
1: that just played out and I was like, what the fuck? I'm so alone. I'm going to barf. So- <laughs> <laughs> and she was pregnant and he still wanted to barf. Ooh, I'm sorry. I, I know that's bad. I shouldn't say that. Shouldn't say that. But anyway. Anyway, you, um, go ahead. Yeah, that's 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 a definite. I I tell my friends at work. I said, I man, you got to watch Fargo. Because uh, people people had told me. Um, I I'm, I'm trying to think if we had the GG MTV group, the TV group of the Gentleman's Guide uh, back then. But I remember people telling me Fargo is the best at that time when it was on is the best series on TV. And I was like, well, fuck, I got to watch this, you know, oh, it's and got they were
2: Kirk. I forgot about him.
1: Good, 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 good stuff. Um, I watched, and I think that we were actually, uh, on <laughs> instant message talking while I was watching this, uh, two <laughs> thousand the fifth estate, uh, directed by Bill Condon. And this stars Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Daniel Brühl. And well, so what, what we said was it stars, um, uh, Dr. Strange, Baron Zemo, <laughs> right. Laura Croft, and there was somebody else. I'm pretty sure. I forgot I who
2: remember. the other one was.
1: Uh, oh, God damn it. Let's see. Where's he at? Oh, whatever. So anyway, this is all about, uh, Julian Assange, uh, and how it kind of started up. The one thing I liked about this, it was all right. It wasn't great. You know, Mm -hmm. it it was about what you expected. Um, Because I mean, I would, I I would kind of put it on the sort of along the lines, not as good as um, like the movie about um, the guy who was deep throat in all the president's men with Liam Neeson. Uh, and I didn't see the post, which was about, uh, the Daniel Ellsberg Pentagon papers one. I think you saw that with Tom Hanks, another
2: movie I probably would not have paid for, but I saw with movie pass and it was good.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's, this one is, is good. But the thing that I liked about it is how, um, they kind of showed the, like when I was talking about that, John McAfee, Uh um, he said when he went to Belize, he wanted to use his money to uh, start a lab and create, um, like, uh, antibiotics from all the natural medicine that the natives had down used down there and all this stuff. And when, like, Vice went down there to talk to him... The girl that he had, the chemist, working for him, she said, well, I hadn't come up with anything new other than stuff that I had already been working on. So he had her put, like, just colored water in beakers. So when they came in, he would hold it up and he'd go, oh, this is, you know, something we've been formulating, a, a, an antibiotic from a, from a root from a tree and everything. And she was like, well, that's kind of like bullshit. You know, it's kind of disingenuous and I don't want any part of it. Well... In this movie, there are certain things that peel away the facade that um, uh, Julian Assange tries to uh, perpetuate about himself. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like that. You know, I'm not going to say what it was or anything, but right. I just I just kind of liked how they. It, it's not like anti Julian Assange. It's more, but but I think everybody. That's even like us online. I don't. I I think we go the exact opposite though i think we we make ourselves look worse and (laughs) and put ourselves down but but it's like somebody who would get on there and say you know you know look how much i work out and and uh look at look at uh um they create a facade about themselves uh which if you and then you go to meet them and it's totally not true or or, you know just because you can be anybody you want online there's a guy on Uh, like YouTube fitness, this guy, Jason Blaha. And at first, when I first discovered him, he was like talking about how the steroid, um, like how bodybuilding is such a strange and kind of a a stupid sport because it's not a sport and it's just a bunch of guys doing drugs and how a lot (laughs) of them have to, you know, do like gay for pay. Because if you don't have the big sponsorships and you have to pay for all these drugs that you take all the time to look like that, but then it's a snake oil salesman thing where, you know, oh take the, buy these supplements and you'll look just like me, which unless the supplements are anabolic steroids and human growth hormone, there's no way. So, but, but this guy at first I was like, man, this guy, you know, he's really getting into it and really exposing a lot of this shit. But then it turns out he's a goof who you know, he said he was like a mercenary at mm-hmm. first. He made it sound like he was in like in the military. Well, then when people started calling him out on that, he would say like, well, I served my country, but I was a civilian contractor. I was a mercenary and worked in the powder wars for the CIA in South America. And I have PTSD. And well, then when he started saying this shit, then people really started digging into his life and everything. And they have totally exposed that he is so full of shit. Now, That doesn't mean that some of the stuff that he was saying wasn't true, but he created this online facade that he was this super cool guy. And he's a a fucking, they talked to like his ex-wife and his dad and everything. And they said, he's basically this big nerd who plays, played World of Warcraft 10 hours a day and, <laughs> and everything, but he was trying to be a, this big stud, and so Julian Assange, not to that level, but there were some things on there where he tries to put forth this public image, and then when you strip away the what is it, the, is it the uh, layers of the onion, yes. or is it the layers of the, the watermelon or something or a potato? The onion. Uh,
2: no, I don't think potatoes have a layer, they have one layer. <laughs> they
1: have lots of seeds, though. You know, so anyway, <laughs> you know, you can eat a lot of watermelon and not get fat. Uh, it's just, well, it's
2: just really bloated and peel. I
1: wonder if you could, did people like, you know how the people would uh, take like pumpkin seeds? Like when you, when you do the jack-o'-lantern, you take the seeds out and they would roast them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you could eat those. Uh, could you eat like pumpkin or uh, watermelon seeds?
2: I guess you could. I don't know if they would taste very good though.
1: I wonder if they get like stuck in your colon.
2: Uh
1: Cause I heard somebody say that like they ate like uh, cucumbers like all the time cucumber 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 slices all all the time, and then when they went and got their colonoscopy, the doctor said, "Hey, you might want to lay off the cucumbers because you had like about a million fucking seeds Ew. in your uh, anus." Oh, speaking of oh, uh, <laughs> so anyway, Fifth Estate's okay. Daniel Bruhl, Baron Zemo. Um, oh my lord! I think he just fucking. <sighs> Anyway,
2: you've done Daniel Brule to yourself.
1: I will say this about Daniel Brule. Um, they really, and this is going off on an on, a totally opposite direction. Just speaking of Daniel Bruhl, <laughs> what did we, what was his big? Oh, he was in uh, *Inglorious Bastards. That's the first thing I think I saw. He was in, uh,
2: he was in that movie with Thor where they drove Look. race cars.
1: I uh, see. I didn't see that
2: one. It was pretty good.
1: The, the I heard I think Will or somebody said that they thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Um. I'm I'll have to watch waiting for it to come on something free. Um. <laughs> he, I know we're fans of like comics and comic book movies and stuff like that, but um, they really kind of they missed out on something with him as Baron Zemo. You know, it could yeah. if you if you read the Captain America comics now, of course, you know the Baron Zemo thing. You know, he was this Nazi and. And he would wear that fucking mask uh, and then cap the, he had some kind of adhesive the super adhesive and cap threw a fucking shield at him. this is back in like Kirby days, so the stories were a lot more you know simple <laughs> and it hit the adhesive and shattered and it got all over so he couldn't take the mask off it was stuck to him so of course you know they're not gonna do that in the modern age, so they just make him this um and he can't be a really like a a Nazi because the modern Captain America doesn't take place back in Nazi Germany. Well, the first movie did, but um, but I just think they that was a cool character and they they kind of missed out on on something. Uh, I don't know. I thought he was all right, but yeah. he's a good actor. And of course Benedict uh, Cumberbatch is. I like him.
2: I so, I really liked the Doctor Strange movie. I. I have found that I may have said this before. I I like the the Marvel movies. I think I've liked the best are the ones about like the B level characters. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, the first Iron Man was good, but like the second one was not that great. But like yeah. Ant Man is one of my favorites. The, yeah. Doctor Strange was really good.
1: Well, um, I like when they kind of put a little bit of comedy in there too, you know. Not uh, not it doesn't have to be like Ant Man. I thought was good and it was funny.
2: Yeah. Did you go see? Did you see Black Panther? Yeah, that one was not as good to me as everybody said it was. That's the way I felt too. I uh, mean, I tell you one thing: it was too long. Yeah. Um. I mean, it was fine, but it was like it, I liked Michael B. Jordan a lot.
1: I liked his character, and I liked I uh, the I can't remember if it was last show or show before that or But um, I liked the guy that played Claw. Yeah. And and that character and and um. And I like the Michael B. Jordan character, but I'm with you. I think it was it. I I still say Winter Soldier was the best uh, Marvel movie. I so did
2: far. like the Captain America movies. I like the other the first one that was like like a, a 40s kind of movie. Right, that right. one was pretty cool. And like, but you know what? I didn't. I thought the women were really good in Black Panther, and but I didn't really like the T'Challa that much. Like he was kind of meh.
0: I like the way that he talks.
2: He, would seem, he 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 kind of didn't have the uh, and maybe this is how the character is i have n- not read much Black Panther maybe he is kind of like stoic, but he he is very stoic. Yeah, he seemed kind of uninterested <laughs> a lot of the time.
1: Well, um, he de- definitely the Michael B. Jordan character outshined him as oh far God, as he the charisma. So
2: that guy's really good.
1: He always Apollo Creed's son, so you know.
2: That, what do you think? Are you, are you gonna are you gonna go watch the new Creed movie whenever that comes out?
1: I haven't watched the last Creed movie. Oh, really? I'm so burnt out on fucking Rocky. I hate fucking Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> it's not well. Okay, I think I hate Sylvester Stallone, and I hate Rocky Balboa.
2: I I tell you the, the new Creed movie was good, and and Dolph's going to be in the new one, so I got to see it. Hmm.
1: Well, I think that okay, I I loved the first Rocky. Saw it in the theater when it came out. Uh, the second one, I liked it, uh, For and I liked reasons. the one with Clubber Lang. Same. And then it just started getting stupid. And I hate fucking yuppie Sylvester Stallone.
2: Well, Rocky Four is so good though.
1: That's why I wanted <laughs> fucking Clubber Lang to kill him. I not no not kill him. You know how the Iron Sheik would say, "You to fuck him in he the ass to and humble make him humble." Him, yeah. <laughs> I wanted Clubber Lang to literally just fucking turn Rocky into a cuck. And and like
2: this has been this has been a fantasy of yours for a long time.
1: Yes, because when he okay in the first two he looked like a normal guy. And and he acted. It was you know good. Then when he started getting into that fucking bodybuilding shit, and he got so lean, and his face was so skinny, and his hair was just perfect. And then he started doing that fucking painting and all that bullshit, <laughs> like he's trying to prove that he's I'm not stupid. I'm fucking I'm okay.
2: He's he's dumb again in Creed. If that I know, if, if you about dumb, it. But see, he got dumb again. Oh, for the um, new for that other one where he fought the video game guy or whatever it was. And I but I mean he
1: he was dumb when he fought fucking Tommy Morrison. Oh,
2: was like, was he? hey, Tommy, <laughs> I yeah, don't remember uh, that one.
1: And his son he it had his real son in it and he played Rocky's son but Rocky didn't pay no attention to him because he wanted to train Tommy Morrison. The it was his real name in real life, the real boxer, but it was Tommy something else. And they had a Don King character. And he's like, yo, Tommy, why you go with him? He no good. thing." back to me. <laughs> And I'm like, no, okay, this is really ridiculous because he was a kind of a punch drunk fighter in the first two. And he was dumb. So, but he had a heart of he gold.
2: Got, okay. He got, he got really good at boxing. So that he didn't, he wasn't punch drunk as much. So he got his smarts back that you didn't see. Like he was smart before the first Rocky movie.
1: I think what it was, was they <laughs> used like the, the, the human genome and, and they used stem cell to to make his brain come back. Maybe H, the, Maybe
2: human growth hormone helps your brain too. <laughs>
1: He was a stupid, yuppie fucking asshole. And then, you know, and then like when he fought, uh, okay, I like Dolph. I wish Dolph would have killed him too.
2: Maybe Drago hit him hard enough to where he he got dumb again after the movie. He got
1: dumb again. <laughs> but even, you know, some of the other movies that he was in around that time, like Tango and Cash.
2: Yeah, he, he was very uppy you know, in that one.
1: What a douche. And so then I hate him in that. And then, in like, The Expendables, I kind of liked that, the first one.
2: The new John uh, Rambo movie was good.
1: Yeah, because he was kind of, He got like big and bloated.
2: Yeah, he was all and like he, puffy. He
1: looked almost like a monster because he was so fucking bloated. You notice in that one, he never took his shirt off.
2: I wonder why.
1: I, like, I think it's cause he got that big steroid gut. Yeah, but like he's but he's throwing.
2: well, he might still have it. Well, it, no,
1: but then in the Expendables, he didn't look like that. I mean, was
2: John it, Rambo before the Expendables? I can't even. Yeah, remember. Yeah, I think so. And yeah, then what about happens. what about uh? Oh, he had a shirt off in that bullet-in-the-head movie, too.
1: I I thought that was a piece of shit. <laughs> that <laughs> movie sucked. I didn't even think it was even good. Except it had that, <laughs> that girl in it that I liked from that one TV show. Um, she was a Dallas Cowboy cheerleader in real life. She played, like, his daughter or something. But Jason Momoa, he, he, that movie was just... And it had, the, like, the little the Asian sidekick.
0: Yeah. It was
1: like something, like, when uh, Dirty Harry all of a sudden had this little Asian half jackie chan sidekick that was just just fucking shit that fucking bullet in the head i fucking i thought that was fucking horrible i mean i didn't that was like a straight to dvd fucking movie as far as i'm concerned. and he looked stupid his hair was fucking. it looked like well, he, had, he
2: had the he had the seagull hair on that one
1: that was a that was a fucking wig it had to have been <laughs> And it was so black. And, you know, that's like in fucking the, the Expendables, where this fucker is like 70 years old. He's got these giant veins in his arms and stuff, but he has to have fucking jet black hair. And then he grew a goatee, sort of, and he dyes that real black. It just <laughs> looks stupid.
2: He just colored it on with a pencil.
1: Ugh. A jerk.
2: Uh, Let's see. Yeah, what's um, your next one? <laughs> Jeez, we've been going an hour and fifteen minutes. We talked about like three things. Uh, Isle of Dogs. I went and saw Isle of Dogs, and oh, okay, yeah. I you you should go pay to see this one. This okay. is one I would have paid for. Um, I will say something. Uh, uh, the the hot take of the day. This is Wes Anderson's best movie since what? since Grand Buddha's Best Hotel. <laughs>
1: Which was his last movie. Right.
2: Um but no, it is really good. God, that was that four was years cast. ago. Um so yeah, Isle of Dogs to... is a not this is not quite like anything he has done. Um and I felt kinda sorry for the this guy that brought his three young kids in because there's no fucking way they kept up with this movie. <laughs> mm. Um not it's it's not that it's super dense, but it's not like and and if you know Wes Anderson you could probably could guess it. It's not like this like animated romp like adventure kind of thing. I mean, they do go on an adventure, but it's very low key. You know, I mean, you know how it's gonna be. Um and it's uh this the the, the, the gist of it is they they there's some there's some history set up right at the beginning of why these dogs are being sent to where they are. Um uh but basically they 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 they're sick they have this flu and they're- they're all the people in this giant um city in japan are uh they're the the government's concerned that people are gonna catch it, so every dog gets banished to trash island uh-huh. and one of them is this is the mayor's like adopted son's uh guard dog uh-huh. and he that son steals a little plane and flies over to Trash Island to go find his dog. Well, and, you know
1: what? Theoretically, this could be the prequel to Planet of the Apes. Yeah. <laughs> in the one movie, they said that, um, this is like I think in the 70s movies, that all the people, all the there was some virus or something that killed all the dogs.
0: And oh. so the people
1: started taking like chimps and apes and stuff like that as Pets and then became blah 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 blah.
2: And then they've rewritten that with the new apes movies though.
1: And then there was a fucking um <laughs> ice scraper stuck in the ground.
2: Oh. And Oliver one, Platt, who was in Ready to Rumble, he, he lost sat his on world with title. His anus. <laughs> Oliver Platt lost his world title and then found a <laughs>
1: <laughs> Platt. Wasn't he Jerry the King Lawler and that did you hear that Jerry Lawler had a stroke?
2: Yeah, I did. I I didn't But know then was... I
1: think I don't think it was real debilitating. Yeah, I don't know
2: if it was a serious thing or not
1: not that there would be a good stroke. I watched WrestleMania
2: and that was fucking boring, man.
1: Yeah. Um, at, the, at the exact same time I was watching all this Impact and I can't remember what that were that was on the night before. Oh yeah, on- I was talking to free, you while WrestleMania was on. And all that shit was good.
2: I I tell you, oh my god. Uh anyway, I love dogs. I love um, dogs. <laughs> uh so snow scraper. An interesting thing about it is the way Uh, It's it kind of explores how people communicate because the dogs are really uh, there's one exchange student girl who speaks English. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a um, there's a translator from time to time that will give a running commentary of somebody, but most of the movies in Japanese. But the dogs always speak English. Okay, and it says like at the beginning, like uh, uh, you know, Japanese is left as is unless. It, unless it's the due to a translator or some kind of electronic device and then it says all barks have been translated to english uh-huh. <laughs> um, and it's uh, it it has the it has that wes anderson look it's very symmetrical, but the animation's really cool um it's i mean obviously it's like fantastic Mr Fox, but even more stylized I thought because there's some really neat effects they do whenever they show like uh one of the characters on t v they'll be it's hand drawn instead of uh, three dimensional looking. Um nice. and it just I don't know, it's it's if anything I'd say like I did not think it was a perfect movie because there's a part kind of in the middle where I felt like it dragged a little bit. Um but I don't it's 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 really good and I I definitely definitely recommend it. And I read an article I know a, a, I think a complaint has been around of which seems to be it's the norm to complain about these sorts of things, but um, I, I think a complaint of it is the whole, you know, cultural appropriation thing. Uh-huh. But I read this article in the New Yorker, of um, this uh, of a Japanese woman, who she lives here now, but went to go see it, and kind of refuting that whole argument and how authentic she thought it was, and especially with the fact like there's a lot of jokes that only. A jap a a Japanese speaker would get in the movie. There's a lot of funny moments. Um, Not to say you're. I I didn't feel like I was missing anything when I watched it because of that. But it's it's. And she said that gave it this air of authenticity. And it's got uh, Wes Anderson wrote it with like several people. And I know he had. um, Oh, Jason Schwartzman was one of the writers of it too. But this guy Konichi (sighs) Nomura helped write it also. Who Oh, he also worked on Lost in Translation. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I big recommend of that. I do not recommend WrestleMania 30, whatever it was. Mm. Um, except, I'll tell you what, big surprise, the Ronda Rousey match was entertaining. Hmm. The best thing of the show.
1: Really? Well, you know, the thing about um, the WrestleMania thing, I think it's become such a huge spectacle that the actual show it's almost like the actual wrestling in the ring has become secondary yeah. i mean it's just like a big event and they're making it bigger and bigger every year over like a whole weekend or whatever it was... where people come and it's almost like the super bowl where everybody just goes even if you don't even go to the fucking even if the game sucks yeah. in the super bowl you go and hang out and you know?
2: I I'm glad I didn't pay for it. So I used to have a, a subscription to the network, but when I originally subscribed to it, I subscribed for uh, with through iTunes. So mm-hmm. technically, I'm still a new user, a new a new member. So I was able to get it for free.
1: You slickered them. Yeah.
2: So well, uh, you know, and I canceled was... it immediately. Like I was like, you know what? <laughs> if this is what like this is their big show, and like I've taken a year off of watching. this product, and I'm still, I'm just, I don't know, I'm still not really interested in watching more.
1: I just feel like there is so much free content on YouTube (laughs) of wrestling from, I mean, any Japan, that's like even the, the, the new Japan stuff, uh, when they have those big tournaments and things like that, Yeah, you know, I'll follow along of who's winning and stuff online, but you know, I can wait a few days or whatever for it to, and eventually someone will post all the shit on. It's not, it's not like, um, uh, since it is, since it is, you know, scripted and worked matches and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, I'm not going to lose out on anything. If I find out that Cody Rhodes beat, uh, Kenny Omega. Right. And then I watch it, you know, a month later or something like that. It's still a good match. I'm still seeing it for the first time and enjoying it. But like, um, uh,
2: that one that for whole, me like I don't mind paying I I pay for a subscription to New Japan and that one for me is more like a a voting with my wallet kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah, it's, like, it's just one I want to support cinema. so I do. Like and yeah, I mean cuz I I when I wasn't working I canceled all of my subscription stuff right. and that was one of them and I did that. I watched I watched would watch YouTube stuff
1: and Well, I thinking, like how how profitable <sighs> When when these pay, WWE pay-per-views, WWF WWE, um, they were they got up to where they're like fifty dollars a pay-per-view and everything. And yeah. now if you get that network, don't you get them all for free? I mean, yes. no, I mean, you're paying, you're for paying ten
2: dollars a month. You can watch pretty much. Well, they have a delay on TV shows. So like you can't watch Raw unless it's like three months old for whatever I guess because they have a contract with USA or whatever. Right. But pay per views you can watch live. You can watch every WWF pay per view that ever has been. You can watch every WCW pay per view that's ever been. They have every single episode of Raw of uh,
1: still. Even though you're getting all that for free, you're getting fifty some dollar pay per views for free. You're still kind of like I don't really want this.
0: Yeah. I don't need,
1: yeah, there's, that's, that's the thing about a lot of this page. I I was telling somebody at work the other day, I said, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, now I do have my internet, high speed internet through Comcast. Mm -hmm. That's who my cable's through. But when I'm sitting here in front of the TV, 99, with with the exception (laughs) of hockey, 99% of the time I'm on my Roku on YouTube and I can find something on there, whether it's music, wrestling movies Howard Stern Howard's I mean every anything I can think of like I said that just keep me entertained for 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 free so why am I paying 130 or 140 dollars a month uh for you know like I said I I do like the you know the hockey thing and everything how about
2: I have a team a hockey team that plays literally 10 minutes from my house and because I can't they took away my cable i can't even watch those games now. yeah that's ridiculous <laughs> yeah I mean,
1: what if you had like rabbit ears
2: no it comes on fox sports and that's like Uh-oh. that's a, it's a premium channel that's fucking stupid yeah they, there is no local this is a i mean literally i could walk there and not be exhausted
1: and then like i said i was when i was at myrtle beach I, we were sitting there flipping the channels my mom goes oh there's your hockey You know, I I wasn't going to force her to watch the hurricanes any more than I would force any human being. Force me to watch (laughs) it.
0: Hey, but anyway,
2: I I got the MLB package, and like I do every year, I get it by accident because I'm like, do I really want to spend another hundred and some odd dollars for baseball? And then I forget to cancel it, and then just (laughs) it restarts anyway. I was like, yeah, okay, hey, it's been good so far. The Pirates doing well too.
1: If you know, they always do well at the beginning of the season. I think it's-
2: <laughs> they get tired about thirty games in,
1: <laughs> just to just to keep the fans interested. But you know what I was going to say was, and I think we may have talked about this before. I'm not sure, but I had a lot of people shit on Wes Anderson, and I have liked everything that I've seen him do.
2: Every I, I I'm a huge Wes Anderson fan. I've never seen a movie of his I dislike, and for me, they just. Well, let me look before I say that. I was going to say from where they keep getting better. But I, mean, I guess there's some some ups and downs.
1: Darjeeling Unlimited Unlim- was not like great, but I still I, I put it off and I didn't watch it for a long time because I don't like Owen Wilson. Uh but then when I watched it I was like, "Oh, that was I, th- I thought it was good, but I mean think, it wasn't Zisu
2: Zisu was a little bit of a dip after
1: Tenenbaums. for me. Well, it had Owen Wilson in it.
2: <laughs> He's been well, he was in Bottle Rocket, he I was wish in he, Tenenbaums. And, uh, he was in Zisu, he was in Darjeeling. He
1: was good in bombs. <laughs> but I, you know, I, I would, like, I wouldn't mind if him if Clubber Lang beat, the, killed him and <laughs> the <rest of> Stallone.
2: <sighs> All right, do you want to keep doing uh, talking about stuff? We've been going an hour and a half, or do you want to move yeah, yeah, to low okay. life? Yeah, okay.
1: I did. I uh, watched Suicide Squad to hell. To, he- uh, to
2: I watched that also, and I forgot to write it hell down. To
1: pay. Um, hell to pay. I thought this was better than the movie. I enjoyed the movie. I know that some of you fucking hate it more than I hate Sylvester Stallone.
2: It raped your childhood.
1: You know, it was um, (laughs) nothing but a a music video, blah, 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 blah. And Harley Quinn's fucking looks like a man or, you know, whatever and blah, blah. But anyway, I thought this one was really good. I liked the story. I liked all the voice acting. I liked that it was, it had some funny shit in it. Yeah. I love when Harley Quinn would say something and uh, Killer Frost would just be like, (laughs) like she just could not stand her, but it was just those little subtle things. She didn't have to say anything. She'd just be like, roll her eyes and be like, Oh God. You You know know? that,
2: um, they, that book is out right now.
1: Yes. I'm reading it. It is different. different, Yeah, it is different. And, um, um, I liked all the, like I said, the voice actors. And one thing I was going to ask you about the Isle of Dogs. Uh Um, okay. Say like the, uh, batman animated series okay when you look down through there you know at the it wasn't anybody f- famous that i can remember i mean like kevin conroy was batman and everybody says he might have been the best batman of anybody that's played that <laughs> and he was a voice actor um
2: well same as that's the same as uh, mark hamill and the joker too right
1: right right uh but i'm seeing um like in the isle of dogs all these famous people voicing the dog, the, 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 the whole movie. Um, I guess if you have recognizable voices, it can add something, but I don't see where it would add that much to it.
2: Um, let me see. Let me look at if the names here. Okay. Voices. Bill Murray. You don't really, you don't really think about his voice. Jeff Goldblum's got a very specific voice, but, the Duke, the dog he plays, is not one of the major. Like he he has lines, but he's not like a, a main character. Cranston is the main dog. Like you see, Chief is the one is the dog he plays, and that's the dog with the most lines. Um, and then like the other guy, the other dogs are kind of like in his what is it pack I guess, mm-hmm. and they all kind of share lines. Edward Norton, honestly. Like until I just looked at his name, I didn't even realize it was his voice. Maybe if I I would go and watch it now and think about it. Mm -hmm. And um, Cranston, you can hear, but Cranston's got that kind of voice where it's not. Well, I'll I'll compare him to Jeff Goldblum. He doesn't have the cadence and the and the style of speaking that Jeff Goldblum does. Um, Who does? (laughs) Right, right. So like where where where, where a Goldblum would stand out. Cranston, I think, was a good choice for Chief because. He's got a good like radio sounding voice, like a strong, like uh, he's got he's got that yeah. good strong voice, but doesn't you you don't see Cranston and the dog
1: at the same time. Now now I'm gonna think that my dog Chief sounds like Brian Cranston. <laughs> but I was actually I didn't even look and see who played in the the Suicide Squad animated movie, Held to Pay. But, oh, it was uh, uh, Christian Slater. Christian Slater played, uh, played Deadshot. Dead uh, C. Thomas Howell played Zoom. So there were a few people in there, but I didn't even notice. You know,
2: I thought that was but a pretty neat, was... uh, neat thing they did with Zoom. Of, of oh yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That was a neat I, little I, story turn. I liked all the. I liked the story in it, and it was. This is definitely. Well, it's. A, I was going to say PG thirteen. This is rated R. Yeah,
2: I was going to say there's like there's like head explosions and stuff and loss of even.
1: death. <laughs> but I enjoyed it. I I I watched it twice before it uh, expired. So it was there was even
2: female female butt nudity.
1: Yeah, yeah. I like butt. Without the,
2: um, uh, you know. I'll add. I'll add. Let's find one more for me, and then we'll go. We'll talk about low life. Uh, let's see.
0: Shit. Yeah, I forgot about that.
2: Uh. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we don't have to. We can.
1: No, no, no. We
2: record again and talk about low life. Um, no. <laughs> uh oh.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. Ooh, ooh.
2: Another movie pass, and one that I would not have paid for, but I'm glad I did. Um, uh, that I'm glad I saw it. Uh, a Quiet, place. Quiet um, place. A Quiet Place is a, I guess, a sci-fi horror movie. Um, oh yeah yeah yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah,
2: it's uh, directed by and starring uh, Jim, Jim from the Office. Yeah, um, John Krasinski. Krasinski. And uh, his wife Emily Blunt, who also plays his wife in the movie. Um now i <laughs> for me, and a good example of this issue I have is the movie um uh, the Baba Duke." I don't know if you've seen that, but yeah, the, yeah. The, the kid in that movie got on my nerves so fucking. Bad. <laughs> <And> <laughs> you wanted Baba Duke
1: to kill him. Yeah,
2: and I often have that problem. In movies when kids are causing issues, I'm like, stop it. Just,
1: it's, just, yeah, it's a good thing neither one of us had kids. That's Yeah. For sure.
2: And so, but so the kids in this movie kind of cause some turmoil because they're doing dumb kid things. Mm-hmm. And where most people would be like, oh, I'm like, oh my God, you're fucking up again. <laughs> and that's the only drawback of the movie for me. And it's not really a drawback because I realize it's my own weird brain. Well,
1: something's got to fuck up. Yeah, I mean, you know, or it'd just be a real quiet movie and nothing would happen.
2: And the, it's it's impressive that they could make a they could. I, I assume this movie made some money, maybe, but um, it's a smart, successful horror film with hardly any talking. Uh, most of the talking in it is like they do sign language and it's subtitled. And every once in a while, they're they're You hear the very light whisper while they're doing the sign language. It'd still be subtitled. And only a few times, do any, does anybody talk out loud? Um, the 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 creatures in it are pretty fucking scary. I thought they were well done. Um, and it 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 started. So when the movie starts, it it, it shows like uh, ninety eight days or something like that. It's, it's, and so apparently, it's like three months into this whatever has happened. And it looks post-apocalyptic, and everybody's tiptoeing around. And uh, the thing that happened in that in this scene, I was I was pretty shocked that they went there. And then a year or so passes. the 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 crux, I guess, of the movie from this point kind of it it hinges on a decision made by this family that I was like I'm not sure that was the smartest thing but the way they deal with this decision was pretty pretty smart filmmaking I think um and very tense because you can't make noises so you'll find yourself like you know the the characters are holding their breath and you'll have that moment like jesus what would i be? i'd be fucking like hyperventilating right
1: so it's not only they can't speak but they can't even like if they step on a twig or yes, that, knock over a can or yeah something. so everything's gonna the, be quiet
2: so they like they have little trails of sand like somebody's
1: sitting there and the monster's like going by and all of a sudden it's like
2: the monsters are blind
1: somebody farts
2: they can only hear right so you oh. can't and like uh i mean there's a like this is not spoiling anything um there's some raccoons
0: like
2: making their noise and then just one of them like splat like instant like the th- the monsters are super quick and they're they're everywhere
1: jim from the office reaches over and puts his hand over the raccoon's mouth
2: <laughs> tell him the raccoon up. to shut up yeah <laughs> um but no I, I i i really enjoyed it um despite the little things that i said were which were we were just really just nitpicky but um
1: it's hard for me to get over Jim. Yeah. And John I'm, Krasinski being Jim. And I saw him in that movie about Benghazi, you know, which, you know, if you put aside the fucking rah rah, sis, boom blah, uh kind of uh propaganda kind of a thing and just looked at it as an action war movie or whatever, he was not bad at it and he was you know good as a kind of a
2: He's gonna be uh, in some series like he's playing Jack Ryan or something.
1: Yeah, that's what I that's what I heard. Yeah. So I think they're they're trying to they're trying to uh, elevate him past Jim.
2: Yeah, I mean, was, I could see because I Rain Wilson has never recovered from Dwight. Yeah, um, I
1: did. I did like. Well, I have liked him in some movies, like the one superhero movie. I never. Saw, the, I haven't
2: seen that. That. What's her face? And um, and I forgot the name of it. That and the one that came out the same year with Woody Harrelson. I've never seen either.
1: Oh yeah, what was that one?
2: Defendor, I think that one. Was Defendor
0: called. was good. And I don't, think, I've seen, really I don't think I Defendor is really good. I don't
2: think I saw the the Rain Wilson version, which was also supposed to be yeah. pretty violent, right?
1: Yeah, I got both of them, and Defendor, uh, they both were. I would say Defendor was very fucking dark.
2: Okay. Maybe and I uh, seen but, that but then one. again,
1: the other one was too with Juno.
2: Maybe I have seen that one. But uh, like, Ed Helms like, hasn't done a whole lot, but he, I don't know uh the uh, the breakout i guess is probably and he was probably smart to have left the show is um michael scott whatever you know that guy yeah 40 year old virgin back to him um i mean he's done some pretty good stuff since then yeah. too so
1: anyway i watched 2017s i have i have uh, i think two more Oh, okay okay so but i'll, but I'll go over them quick Okay. Um, i watched 2017s sun dogs and the reason, okay, this is a pretty nice little movie. It's a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. And when I started watching it, um, as soon as this girl came on the screen, I was like, who the fuck is that? I know I've seen her before. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> it's Supergirl.
2: Oh, <laughs> I like her.
1: Melissa Benoist. Or I don't know how you say her last name. Oh, she's so cute. She just makes my heart <laughs> she really is warm. Uh, but it, this is a kind of a um, kind of a, like I said, kind of a nice cute little movie it's sort of funny um, this guy he wants to join the military after 2011 mm-hmm. but he has like kind of some mental problems and his he lives with his parents and everything and he's real gung-ho and he fantasizes about like he, that he watches the deer hunter and like Apocalypse Now and all these movies all the time and his dad is uh, Al Bundy <laughs> and he's like, can't we watch something else? And and he tries to dress like he's in the military and everything. But it's it's uh, like I said, it, it's one of those Netflix originals that um, <clears throat> not the greatest fucking movie in the world, but it's worth a watch. Yeah. So check that one out. And uh, the other one I wanted to talk about, if you don't mind. No, good. <clears throat> is 2017's Phantom Thread.
2: With Ooh, I like D- that one. D
1: D or D D L D D D Daniel Day Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: one. That's one I would have paid for without movie pass. Paul
1: Thomas Anderson. Okay, um, I've been kind of dying to see this one. I didn't go see it in the theater. I don't even know if it came around here in the theater.
2: It was. Well, it was not even. It was not here for long.
1: Yeah, I love Daniel Day Lewis, and this is supposed to be his last movie, so I definitely wanted to see it. Um, from the trailer. You you knew well. First of all, he picks good and interesting projects. Yeah, I I don't see him you know like being in uh, fucking uh you know some movie with Dustin Hoffman where they're both cops, <laughs> and,
2: or, or playing uh playing Marky Mark's dad and in, in Big Daddy Three. Or... Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Like a yeah, fucking yeah, but but anyway, I thought this was really good. It's and. and
2: I don't know what it was going to be. I didn't see any trailers or anything for this. So. Right, but
1: as it went along, uh, the where it went, <laughs> I never expected. Right, but it made it so much more. Inter- it was interesting to start with, just because of his character and what yeah. how he was and everything. But then when they got to the, the to the,
2: the 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 reveal, I guess
1: yeah i mean it was so that made it so much more interesting because at first i was like okay is this what they're gonna do but then they took that and stood it on its head (laughs) yeah and i really enjoyed that and i thought he was excellent i thought everybody in it was excellent
2: i thought yeah I, i really enjoyed it it's a quiet movie and the uh Paul Thomas Anderson makes a weird variety of movies like Mm -hmm. one movie to the next. They have very similar like themes of like uh, identity and and control and and stuff. But they're such wild, like so wildly different with like their setting and their feel, like their tone and everything. Um, It's he's he's a I always like watching his stuff.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's he's he's a guy that no matter what he puts out uh, now, um, I will I'm anxious. To, I'm anxious to see what he's going to do next, because he makes like his movies are like artwork.
0: Yeah. They're like
1: masterpieces to me. And uh-huh. I'm I, and it sucks. Maybe I want to say it sucks that Daniel Day Lewis says he's not going to do any more movies, but. Maybe, maybe it's good that he's not. I don't know, but I just I don't see him being the kind of guy that would that would uh, like sell out. Yeah. Uh, just cash checks and make shit and blah 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 blah.
2: I want to see Inherent Vice again. I have still only seen that one once.
1: Yeah, I've only seen it once and I liked it.
2: It's based on a book. <laughs> eh? Whoa, wait a minute. I'm steezy. Based on the novel Ash. by Thomas Pynchon. <laughs> Thomas Pynchon wrote the book called *Inherent Vice*. Okay, maybe I should read that book. Yeah, I'd like to watch that one again too. I definitely and before we're gonna take we will take a break because I have to pee. But um, a book I'll recommend that I read is um, *Annihilation*. Hmm. I got through it's it's short. Um, uh, It's what the movie is based on, but don't let seeing the movie or having read the book uh, keep you from experiencing the other because really they just kind of share uh structure. Is that the one with Natalie Portman? Yeah, a really interesting movie. And I almost um,
1: just called her Emily Portman.
2: <laughs> but the movie, either the movie or the book kind of gave me nightmares for a couple nights because they're they're kind of they go into weird like body stuff and like weird like animals and stuff and I got like I know in one dream I got attacked by giant hyenas. Nice. But uh, <laughs> Uh, I definitely I recommend both, but the book was a, is a quick read and it's one of those where it's the I don't know the term for it I'm I'm dumb with literature but like when you can't you don't sure you can trust the narrator you're not sure uh, if you know what I'm you know that there's a term for it um, but you know you don't know exactly if she, what she's seeing is actually happening and uh, which is different than the movie.
1: Well, see, okay, just that you bring that up is uh, you know. Not get off track or whatever, because we're you have to pee and I have to do something other than pee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was I was um, they had an animated um, like an animated comic of the Call of Cthulhu mm-hmm. on YouTube, and I watched. It. I'd never. I mean, I I know the 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 character of. Cthulhu or I guess you call him a character the, the, the old ones the entity, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, but because you've seen that I guess somebody was asking if that was all you know public domain um, because that type of character runs through all these movies whether it's Hellboy the, the TV series uh, Stranger Things mm-hmm. um, you have this type of you know mega Monolithic uh, creature that's almost like godlike, and all this and everything. And, that. and uh, but they have a video game called, I think it's actually called The Call of Cthulhu. Hmm. And what you were just saying is, um, I got on YouTube and was watching uh, uh, some things where p- the, this guy was talking about the the, and it's a it's a horror a horror game uh, video game mm-hmm. which i always find interesting like i said i had one that i played and it literally scared the fuck out of me <laughs> when i was playing it i i it i it made the, i guess the music on it and i played it in my basement in the dark and everything yeah. it fucking it sent chills down my spine which is weird that it could something could do that how they build up anticipation right but what they were saying in that was um the game, you know, you always think of video games as either being a fun game like Donkey Kong or something like that, or a shooter game with a lot of action and killing or mm-hmm. kung fu, something like that. And this is not like that. It's more of a detective kind of a game. But what you were just saying about that book, they said about this, the guy that's the the, the person narrating it, which is you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you start to you can't trust um, what he is seeing, right? Or thinking the, the, because I'd say the is fucking with his mind, or I, the, the, he's, the,
2: the, he's crazy. Annihilation has that Lovecraftian kind of feel to it. Like right. uh, it, it's it's both the movie and the book are really good. So, and I actually read a book. Look at me, big brain on loaf.
1: Yeah, big.
2: Now I'm reading, a, now I, I reverted and I'm reading a Star Wars novel. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, I'm I'm not reverting and I'm reading Star Wars comics. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, right now I'm in the process of reading Daredevil issue 600.
2: Oh, I think Action Comics 1000 came out today.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, All right. Uh, uh, go ahead. I got to go piss. Let, let's, let's take a break and we'll, we'll be back with...
2: Low Life. We'll be right back.
1: When you're watching movies, are you sick of remakes, reboots,
2: reimaginings, reinventions, and Reese Witherspoon? spoon? are you fed up with movies where giant robots try to remake Enter the Dragon?
0: Do you think that torture porn is vastly inferior to 1970s drive-in porn? Do you find Botox actresses with fake tits and action heroes with no chest hair turn
2: turn off? Do movies where no single shot lasts more than two and a half seconds piss you off? Yeah, me too. That's why I do Paleo Cinema
0: Podcast, a podcast for films more than 20 years old. So if you think the Sidgieries is a guy and that Myrna Loy is a kind of metal, you need Paleo Cinema Podcast. Go to paleo-cinema.com and do yourself a favour.
2: go to the chorus but that makes me think of the crow uh all right low life 2017 or 18 depending on where you live um directed by ryan prowls um i'll read the synopsis here and zom can take the lead (coughs) gotta get my haven't done this one in a while the uh the 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 synopsis voice (coughs) The sordid lives of an addict, an exed con, and a did I say an ext con? Jesus. And a luchador <laughs> collide when an organ harvesting caper goes very, very wrong. Hey, not a bad synopsis. Um so yeah, Zom, what did you think of old lowlife?
1: Well, I have a question because of the synopsis. Are you technically a luchador if you're not a wrestler?
2: <laughs> well, okay, in movie, well, I, I don't know that he was not a wrestler. I
1: don't think, well, he tried, and he said he was too small. Yeah, so I we think.
2: only, uh, so, I mean, like, if you wrestle one match ever, are you still a wrestler? Hmm. Like, what's the cutoff? Like, at what point can you can you call yourself, yep, yeah, I'm a wrestler, like, you'll Well, be I mean, 80. if I
1: worked at Burger King uh for a day do I go around saying I'm a Burger King employee
2: yeah well if an employee implies that you still work there it is a wrestler though like i uh, yeah, I, I
1: wouldn't f- say i'm a wrestler if i wrestled uh one uh, if i wrestled even 10 matches
2: you wouldn't say you're still a luchador
1: 30 years ago
2: i think i think the the implication is not necessary like not that he's a pro wrestler, but you know, going back to the the El Santo movies, Dang. Luchador went far beyond just being right. like that's just well, like he, that's just he his comes, side gig. And well, he, he
1: comes from a long tradition of
2: crime fighters.
1: Well, he come he, no, his dad was a uh, the famous Monstro El
2: Monstro, but El Gran uh, Monstro. His,
1: his I think his father, uh, from what I remember, his father and his like his maybe grandfather or something like that. He came from a line of oh, Mexican okay. lucha libre wrestlers. Oh, I thought
2: they I thought they like did the whole crime fighting thing too. At no, his, maybe they did too. His life but, is since he was act- a, a failure at uh, being um, uh, the big because he was small. Right. So he now helps a helps a guy <laughs> helps a guy. Well, he's, uh, he's he's like muscle. Money. Yeah, yeah, and he helps, like, he stands guard at the door while guys rape st- oh. heart, stolen women. And, yeah. uh, it's, pretty, it's a pretty mean movie.
1: <laughs> there, yeah, it's it's got some harsh shit in it. Yeah. Um, the uh, El Monstro, uh, like I was telling Loaf, I love his mask, but I love most Lucha Libre masks, and yeah. I do wish that, uh, we could just wear them all the time, which you, had an interesting story. to Yes, tell.
2: I I went to the North Carolina State Fair um, wearing a luchador mask probably 2010, and I did not last five minutes before a cop stopped me. He's like, yeah, you got to take that off. I'm like, what? He's like, you can't wear a mask in here. I was like, what, really?
1: Well, that's, that's what they used to say that um, I think actually in wrestling. Um,
2: he wasn't, I'll say this. He was very nice about it. Like he wasn't—he yeah. wasn't being like a bully and saying, "Take the mask off, asshole!" Asshole. He's like, "Yeah, sorry, you can't wear that."
1: Well, what they would always say I th- uh, when they would talk, like in wrestling, about like some of these wrestlers that would wear masks like that—that uh, that some places, well, in in uh, Madison Square Garden, you could not—a mask wrestler could not wear a mask until they finally made the exception with Mill Um uh, But before that like Don Jardine was the spoiler all over the spoiler or super destroyer, in different parts of the country, but he wore a mask all the time. Well, when he went to WWWF to wrestle in Madison square garden, he had to take his mask off. So he would just, they'd call him the spoiler, but he would just not have the mask on. And right. then they had this one Hispanic, uh, I think it was a Mexican wrestler and he wore the mask and they cut the whole face of it out. <laughs> so you could see his face. But he would have just like that, a
2: hood on, basically.
1: Yeah. And they said the reason was it went all the way back to like the uh, early 1900s or something that um, if, say, you, that guy was wearing a mask and he committed a crime mm-hmm. while wearing the mask, then theoretically he could just take, take the, the mask, mask off. off and he's somebody else. Yeah. Nobody would know who it was. And that,
2: that ties back to this in the mask yeah. being your, the, the persona.
1: Well, so El Monstro, like I said, he's just kind of a low level muscle for this guy, Teddy, teddy Bear, uh, who was a real fucking scumbag. Man. Okay.
2: We're, sorry to interrupt again. This Teddy Bear guy, um, I didn't write down his name. Did you read anything? Did you read his IMDb profile? No. Okay. <laughs> he looks this- like
1: Jeff the drunk from fucking the Howard Stern show.
2: <laughs> well, I thought he was reminding me of somebody. Uh I called him gross vaping asshole, but uh he made me think of Seymour Cassell a little bit, mm-hmm. but mixed with uh the do you remember the Asian gang boss from Samurai Cop? The guy that talked like this. Yeah, 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 <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Yeah. He there was like a mix of those two sprinkled <laughs> with a little bit of Michael Shannon.
1: <laughs> I wanna talk like that. But um his his <laughs> IMDb his
2: IMDB uh, uh, little synopsis is uh, an, un, an ensemble leading man in the classic spirits of Dana Andrews Sterling Hayden Jack Palance and Ralph Meeker Mark has brought his own unique style and process to roles with attention from the con directors Fortnite S- uh, Sundance Locarno Duval and Venice International Film Festivals and the Academy of Motion Picture, Picture Arts and Sciences Mark rose to manage the prestigious Met Theater and was the founding member of the Met Theater Workshop, studying alongside of and under the tutelage of A-list Oscar, Emmy, Golden Globe, and Tony-winning actors and directors, as well as Pulitzer Prize-winning playwrights. Now, how long (laughs) do
0: you think
1: it took him to write that?
2: I don't know who wrote it. It's so ridiculous. He fucking wrote it. Mark resides in Los Angeles where he pursues his acting and filmmaking career and uh uh I thought that was hysterical, like
1: <laughs> he was... Now, I will say that that um i i I am on two sides of the spectrum and confused in the middle about this if i I lived in uh Mark around Burn. the the uh United states Mexican border. In some ways I would love to dress like some of these people do, but in some ways I look at how like Teddy Bear and Monstro and all these guys dress and I'm like, Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, they his, have that text, Teddy
2: text Teddy Bear's text text outfits kind of, were really skeevy. Like he wore those yeah. silk print shirts and I never I don't remember seeing his shoes, but I imagine they were probably like white or pointy
1: or yeah. both. He, he definitely, if, if anybody that's a fan of the Howard Stern show knows Jeff the Drunk, that's who he <laughs> looks like. But anyway, except, I mean, he's a little bit better, you know, more into it. But so Teddy Bear is like kind of like a uh, he is the worst of the worst because I was going to say he's sort of like a pimp. But he, but then I remembered some of the other stuff he did, which was just m- like awful, horrible, almost horror movie like kind of shit. Yeah, he he
2: he harvests organs, but not like, not like that Audrey tattoo movie where you know you get your kidney stolen. This is he steals the whole person and takes them literally apart and puts every single part of them in a cooler <laughs> just to get. Yeah, to
1: and does it himself. Yeah, and then Monstro is kind of like. He's he's sort of like a, a bag man uh, muscle, but he also he just does all the little shitty things like he actually has to. Well, no, no actually, the, the cop that was the ice cop was the one that was cleaning up the blood and everything. Yeah. But Monstro, uh, um, he has this code. He it, it would be like uh, like you said, if El Santo the, an, was El, like a
2: hijo del Santo carrying on the lineage.
1: Right. Yeah. A- and, and he um, he he lives by this, you know, kind of almost like a comic book Superman uh, code and his family and everything, the lineage. And he has to keep which I don't understand how he thinks that he is uh, um, upholding the image of of his hero. Father by working and th- doing all this. I think weird
2: it's implied shit. that he doesn't feel like he is because of his stature, and but he, he has, wants to be. Yeah, he wants to be, but at this point in his life, he realizes that he's not going to be the true. Re- real
1: life has bitten him in the ass. Yeah,
2: and now he's more focused on uh, making a, a like having a strong male child to pass the mask on to him.
1: Right, and so anyway, the the um. And
2: we're being very kind of uh, analytical about this. The movie explains this in about 30 seconds. So yeah, he's, yeah. Not, he's not like, it's not that deep of a, of a, of a thing. So.
1: Everything's kind of, it's yeah, pretty much spoon fed, but they do. It's almost like Pulp Fiction where they, you see one scene at the beginning yeah. and then they introduce you to these other characters, which happens before the first scene. Things are kind of shot out of time because, or they, you know, because they're they, introduced. They
2: overlap in a weird way. Yeah,
1: they mm. overlap. Um, the, the one guy they introduced this one character, and he just got out of prison, um, and <laughs> he would be like a, a Tom Hanks's son, Chet Hayes, who is. How can you put it delicately and politically correct? Uh, when you say someone.
2: He's a he um,
1: is he he is.
2: We called him uh, yo boys when we were in high school. Yes.
1: Yeah. But I was thinking of the word with the W. <laughs> uh, but but then he has a giant swastika fucking tattooed across, across his-, his entire fucking face. <laughs> So when you see him at first, you're thinking, okay, this is some goddamn, you know, skinhead Nazi fucking, which ties into the combat girls, you know, but, but he is the exact opposite. Yeah. Because it's a
2: humorous effect. I had no, like (laughs) when you see a picture of him, you don't think like he's going to end up being the the one you probably root for
0: the most, (laughs)
1: Yeah. which I, I, I did like, you know, how that all pans out. I, I, I like that, that if you the way it starts out and everything, you think you know what's going to happen yeah. and how each character is going to be. And, and uh, well, really uh fucking teddy bear. He pretty much is what you think he's going to be yeah, through and, the whole thing. El,
2: El Monstro thing. kind of, he kind of stays the same route too. And then the others are definitely everybody else. I think has a, has a surprise little twist to them.
1: Well, I did like <laughs> in the one part where, okay. You know, El Monstro, you think that, um, Okay, he has uh, uh, this—he has the heart of a hero, but like I said, just the way life has been for him puts him in this situation where he has to work for this scumbag, and and he has this young uh, uh, girl that's uh, pregnant with his child, and so basically everything he's doing is just trying to help her out, uh, or help his son out. Yeah, but there's yeah
2: he does not really care about her too much.
1: You really think that El Monstro is okay? He in in wrestling, you know, when you talk about somebody hulking up uh, or whatever, and you think he's yeah. he's and and he just kind of. Do you know
2: the part I'm talking about where he just kind of like uh It happens. There's uh, there's three. Yells something. There's and three then, moments. He he screams and the they have a a, a funny little kind of sound trick where they make the speakers almost blown out where it's just like a, a feedback yeah. whistle and then he wakes up and there's some kind of destruction around him he's like he's blacked out from the rage he
1: just goes fucking yeah. completely berserk. but you never see really you don't see the well,
2: violence you just see the aftermath
1: toward and, the end the, the the one point when he does that they do a one shot where like the the, uh, the girl's getting away or something like that and you can see in the background him just going berserk and beating the <laughs> shit out of a whole bunch of guys, but it's way far back in the back, so yeah, you yeah, never yeah. really see the the actual you know him. But it, he must just turn into a goddamn Tasmanian devil <laughs> and uh, and just yeah, the
2: fucking her. the the head smash that you wake up to. That one. There's a couple of good like head trauma, like post head trauma. Um, oh,
1: it reminded me the one the one reminded me of uh, Vince Vaughn in that. Um, What's the cell block?
2: I didn't see that. Was it any good?
1: Yeah, it's good, but I mean, like you know when Monstro had the one guy down and was punching him,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. oh oh the
0: yeah, yeah, it
1: has like a scene like that that's like done with practical effects and and you know you get the uh the rotten uh fucking cantaloupe uh, I, th- head. I think
2: there was only <laughs> one c g i moment in the movie, like all the blood that was in it looked practical. Except All the
1: one there at, at toward the end with a uh, teddy bear and monstro.
2: Yeah, that was gross. But the
1: and and I was just like, oh, you know, that really deflated me.
2: The gunshots. There's some there's somebody that gets shot and you see the bullets kind of going through <sighs> this person. And I think that that looked like it was computer, but everything else looked like it was. I mean, it wasn't. These aren't like cutting edge special effects. You can yeah, tell they're low budget. This is definitely low budget movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but like, so the gore you didn't see happening, you would just see kind of like post gore. But they looked pretty good anyway.
1: I'm gonna. I want to look up. Uh, I've seen the guy that plays El Monstro in something before.
2: Yeah, Ricardo exactly. Adam Zarate.
1: Or maybe I'm just thinking I have because he ain't been in shit.
2: Yeah, I don't recognize. I looked at everybody's acting credits. I don't recognize anything these people but- have been.
1: <laughs> But what's funny is, it's almost like Mil Mascaris, there's a couple of pictures of him without his mask, but I've seen him so much with the mask that when you finally see him without the mask, it's like, oh, that's the guy, you know. Oh, El
2: Santo was ugly.
1: Yeah. Well, Mil Mascaris was a good looking dude. You know? that's oh, what, like, yeah, he always I had a good Wahoo. physique, too. Huh?
2: He always had a really good physique, yeah. too.
1: Yeah, Wahoo said something about he got on an airplane one time and he goes, there's some Mexican guy and they had they had worked together they tag teamed and everything and he goes and I go and sit on this air, on the airplane and he goes there's this Mexican guy sitting beside him he goes really handsome you know really good shape." <laughs> <and> <laughs> just, just, it took him a few seconds he goes oh that's <laughs> fucking you know
2: what was his name do you remember
1: um
2: it was probably something generic
1: it, no it's it, it, I mean generic Mexican but yeah. um uh something Rodriguez I think
2: it's, it's on looking, like
1: Wikipedia Aaron. Aaron Rodriguez, I think, or something like
2: Aaron that. Aaron Rodriguez Are, Are, Arellano.
1: But yeah, he was... A, and, and they said that, like, I guess he had been, like, a, a into judo and stuff, and there was one time... Oh, he's still
2: alive. I thought he. Was this there.
1: one dude, I guess, uh, I don't know if a fan or something got in the ring and challenged the wrestlers or whatever, and they said he beat the fuck out of the guy. I mean, he was, like, legit. Huh. People say, oh, Mill Muskers, all he did was hold his stomach in and dance around on his toes. And the only reason a lot of people say that shit is because Mick Foley wrote that fucking book. You know, <laughs> said, oh, he never wanted to fucking do a job. And it's like, well, okay. He was, like, one of the biggest stars. In and he was, like, 50 country.
2: at that time, too, right?
1: Yeah, and why would he for some fucking big fat blob who just threw his body around
2: from long Island?
1: Yeah. Uh, not the, and, you know, Mick Foley, but whatever, you know, I just think it's funny that it's like now, okay. Bruno San Martino died, but all I heard for, I don't know how long is like, Oh, uh, Bruno San Martino. He wasn't that fucking good. If you watch his matches, but well for where he wrestled, yeah. which was the biggest area in the fucking world, uh, the biggest media area and everything in WWF. He was the shit to the point where. I think he held the first championship for like seven years, and then they brought him back, and he held it for four fucking years.
2: If you hold it for like seven months, now you're doing well.
1: Yeah, and so and, and and the people went nuts. Now, I mean, of course, you look back at some of these old matches, and compared to Johnny Mundo and and whoever, you know, yeah, it just. But but if you put yourself back in that time in that place, the people were fucking going nuts. Look at Hulk Hogan's matches now.
2: I still don't want to watch Larry Zbyszko matches though.
1: Larry, Larry was I I admire Larry because he did so little and made the people so goddamn fucking mad. Oh, God,
2: he's so annoying.
1: I thought that was funny.
2: He had big hairy Uh, boobs like Bruno too. Also, And
1: and, and I saw him in Parkersburg, West Virginia wrestling. And the I mean, we were all fucking just like, God damn you, motherfucker, because all he would do was stall. As soon as the guy get close to him, he'd step oh, through the ring.
2: Jump was out the of the ring. The king of running away. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> and they said Arn got so pissed off at him because they did a match where when they were the, what the hell did they call them? He was Larry the Cruncher and and they oh, were with Paul Heyman as a tag team. But they were wrestling outside in like Arizona or something. And they said the mat was, it was like 130 degrees in the ring and Arn was yelling at Zabisco because Zabisco just kept stalling and and just making it last longer and longer and longer so anyway but anyway el monstro um it's it reminded me sort of of uh um, except i actually like this one what the fuck was that a hobo with a shotgun <laughs> kind of like that but i hated hobo with a shotgun i didn't hate at all because i like the the uh cthulhu monster or whatever it was that was in the <laughs> and the, what was that what were those guys
2: the random tentacles yeah i forgot they, the names of the two uh the the, the guys plague with the masks plague the okay
1: plague or something like that i like that and maybe i should go back and rewatch that one but i thought it was horrible this one was better than that uh i just see that, that was one really of the, r- that
2: was one of our first ones too
1: yeah you made me watch it uh god damn it that, watch it again <laughs> What's that crap? Uh, what the fucking who makes those movies? Troma. Well,
2: it was kind of a trauma. Trauma funded trauma. this one. This one was a, like the guy won the a contest for the best trailer. So, they, so trauma yeah, gave him I, money I to make the
1: tra- it. I, that's one of the reasons I liked it. I like the trailer for fucking Hobo with the Shotgun. Let's not get back into that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I wish fucking Clubber Lang would have killed uh, no the guy that directed that movie because I like Rucker Howard. And the girl looked like Tracy Lords. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, but El Monstro, I thought, I actually liked this movie. I didn't, I did, all I saw was uh, somebody had posted a picture of it. Yeah. I know El Goro was talking about it too. And, um, but of course, since we like, you know, wrestling and everything. I, but then when I started watching it, um, right off the bat, I mean, from the word go, it just kicks you in the fucking stomach with how fucking nasty it's going to be. Yeah. With what's-his-name Teddy Bear and the whole fucking... Uh, um, and then it, it, it kind of reminded me of like these 70s movies, not the exact content, but like, was it like Last House on the Left mm-hmm. or uh, uh, I Spit on Your Grave or something like that, where they... they the this teddy bear i mean just they hire these guys to go out and round up these people and i like, thought it was yeah, bad Ill- enough. illegal
2: inter- immigrants so nobody'll miss them
1: you're you're lucky if they fucking throw you in a fucking meat locker and have guys come in and fuck you you yeah. know which is awful enough as it is
2: that one woman know? at the beginning it's like where where <sighs> did her acting career go wrong like she <laughs> she had one line and then she's murdered and you just watch her getting uh uh eviscerated for but she five kept her,
1: I mean I don't know how they do it. They, like, hold their eyes open but she didn't blink and they looked dead she, for all <laughs> i know they might have did this it'll come out like down the road that there was a this is actually a snuff film <laughs> It's pretty it's pretty nasty you know
2: the um for me like i think i was surprised in the nazi tattoo guy he had a really funny line when his friend was giving him the pantyhose to put on his head. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you can see a pussy through this. What do you think it's going to do to my face? <laughs> and not only that, but
1: the guy, he didn't go like buy like a, a full pair of pantyhose. They were like the little pantyhose footies. <laughs> he could barely, it wouldn't even just cover the top of his head uh, like a beanie.
2: And I'll tell you what, I was surprised that he had the funniest lines and he was, if he, okay. So things that helped this movie, like so overall i think the story was a little more simple than what they meant for it to feel well, like i
1: thought the the part with the african american woman that ran the hotel that kind of all got kind of i don't know if i want to say convoluted with how her relationship was with another character a little muddy and yeah. then with her husband and jeez what all that shit <laughs> that, was,
2: that was I, a, that was a nice little effect too Oh, um <laughs> so the the structure of it helped a little bit um that that pulp fiction kind of thing to do when when you see the parts overlap as always you're, you it makes you think back to earlier um but I think what 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 the the strongest part of this movie is that every single character outside of maybe uh el monstro's baby mama is has some they're they're very unique they're very interesting like teddy teddy is just a disgusting turd but like he fucking has this giant, like rides around with a giant machine gun in his trunk and like owns a taco shack a shack and and so there's that and then you have um the the guy you know he has a Nazi tattoo on his face but is quite the opposite and you get the funny story of how why he even has that tattoo and he has like he was the most surprising yeah you got uh, a a luchador who is not a hero um, everybody had this interesting kind of even the even the lady that owned the hotel like the fact that they kind of made her a hoarder and all that stuff mm-hmm. like everybody kind of had that interest and that was i think the strongest element of the movie was the fact that everybody was so different um it, you know structurally and and the the, the 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 plot of the movie was nothing to write home about but i think the characters are the strong suit of it i guess i guess you know what the his friend swastika tattoo guy's friend he was kind of boring too
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Um, but it, it did add more to, it was a little bit more than just your, you know, they made a budget shitty, uh, like fucking hobo with a shotgun.
2: (laughs) Now that was, that's a very unique movie. Come on.
1: Yeah, it was unique.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, let's see if I have, do you have anything more notes for this? I can see if I have anything extra.
1: I don't think so. I, Uh, like I said, I, I, I almost forgot about the, uh, the um like i said the african american lady that and the, and then the ice agents it made you kind of wonder like if they were trying if they were making a little bit of a political statement there what a i piece i of i shit think they, they probably were.
2: were because oh yeah like you know the this whole immigration thing that's going on i almost guarantee it is um because look who look who gives the thing about at the end about being vigilant and the fact that he you know was fluent in spanish and he was you know who the hero of the movie ultimately is, right, and i and the, the things he has to say, so
1: well, you know like i said i i, I just remembered another thing when monstro was he he must let a He must not have had a fucking cell phone because when he was trying to fucking change, he was like, "Yellow pages, yellow pages," (laughs) and then he would go and he had to get like a bunch of change to fucking oh telephone,
2: yeah,
1: into the fucking uh, payphone. It was good. It had funny stuff in it, but goddamn man, it was nasty.
2: Yeah, everybody's pretty mean in it. So, what would you rate it?
1: Ten? No. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I would give it. Hmm. I think I would give it like a I was because I was surprised. Yeah. A good strong 6.5.
2: I'm I'm pretty close. I'd say I give it a strong 6.25. It's a it's a, it, it it's an average movie masked in some interesting things like yeah. it's, you know so
1: it, it's uh i enjoyed it I, it wasn't yeah, boring
2: no and it's short i mean it's like an hour and 28 minutes nice pacey so it's a little simple but it doesn't need to be anything more um no solid little movie cool everybody
1: can be can uh be an el monstro it's what's inside you that counts
2: there you go
1: what would he say uh the the, uh, the the legacy is everything or what? Oh
2: yeah, the line of that song they were singing. I forgot the I forgot the fucking line.
1: Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but man, that was a funny fucking moment. Pure. <laughs> 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 I thought, oh, here yeah, comes El Monstro, but
2: uh, yeah. Oh, uh, his one line: "Amazing what you learn when you're getting turned out by the Latin Kings."
1: Yeah, oh. Well, <laughs> well um, I mean, he might have got turned out by the Latin kings, but obviously some... Uh, some white some, supremacists uh, got
2: hold of him, too. Yeah.
1: Poor guy. They they've <laughs> they wanted to turn him... At, well, I don't know if he was a full-blown peckerwood, but he was fucking uh, definitely uh, their bitch. <laughs> that would suck, man. Yeah. And then what's his name? That one guy was like, I'm going to find you the the best tattoo removal guy. Well, like I said, I had a friend that had... He, he had a a full like he had a big tattoo done from his shoulder to his elbow
0: yeah
1: and then um the guy that did it like disappeared i don't know what happened to him but so then he wanted to have it finished and do a whole sleeve well the other guy um did really good work and it did the top part was kind of looked shitty compared to oh. so he did like he wanted to remove some of it and redo it. And that guy told me, he goes, let me tell you something. He goes, you know, it hurts when you get a tattoo, but he said, getting it removed. He goes, it, it the guy only did it for like maybe two minutes. He said, it hurt fucking a hundred times worse. Because uh, they're basically just burning.
2: Yeah, they you have to remove layers off. of skin. And then you, you have to go more than once to get it done.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. he had to go more than once. But he's kind of a pussy. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all
2: right. So you put the call out for some questions. Oh, God, I forgot. And we got some questions.
0: Why um, did I do that?
2: I don't know. So now I don't know if you read... You must have read this one. Um, no, I didn't read any of. Them. No, no, no. The one there was one from February with uh, Chris M. It's, I just wanted to drop you guys a thank you. The show's so awesome, and one of the things I count on to keep me sane. Thanks a lot. Keep up the good work, and do more comic book talk. Also, have you read Peter David's Incredible Hulk run? Did you ever read that? Oh, yeah,
1: I love. I love that. That was fucking awesome. Okay. Uh, with the um, oh, what what they call the Pantheon and uh, the the Gray Hulk and all that.
2: Yeah, I've 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 been. No, out of the, no, no, no.
1: The, the, he wasn't the Gray Hulk one. Well,
2: I've been out of Joe, the Marvel world for. 25 I'm trying to think
1: if Joe Fixit was Peter David. I remember when it was actually the Green Hulk, but it was he had the brain of Banner. He was smart, mm. and um, but they had the Pantheon. Uh, he worked for this organization called the Pantheon, and they had like uh, I can't remember what their names were, like uh, Prometheus and these different characters that were all. Based on um, these ancient, uh, you know, I don't know if it's Greek or whatever. I like that uh, Prometheus
2: heroes. movie. That's a good movie. The what? The Prometheus movie. That's a good movie. <laughs>
1: That's a good movie. That is a good movie. Rock and roll. Well, Chris, but, but, um, it, but by saying that, that like this show is the like one of the only things that keeps you sane. Uh, I think, dude. I think you, if you're if you're going for like an insanity. Uh, Thing that might you might have just uh lost out.
2: <laughs> he wrote again, he said, Hey, Z- hi Zom, how are you? Um, I'm fine. I noticed there hasn't been a new episode in a minute, and I hope everything's okay. Get well soon, bro, and drop an episode when you do, Chris.
1: All right. I am fine. Well, you know,
2: I mean, fine is a relative term,
1: yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty good. Like, like I said, you... I just my voice was kind of getting really crappy.
2: Mine feels a little weird. I don't know what's going on. Maybe it's maybe it's the allergies because it's. it's and it's been weird here. Like it's been thirty-five at night and eighty in the day.
1: Well, and then of <laughs> course I forgot. You know, uh, that one at that one point for I was sick for like a fucking month and thought I was going to die of pneumonia. So yeah, maybe that's what he's talking yeah. about. That was bad, <laughs> man. I I literally thought that I was going to go full blown pneumonia and die. I I could not fucking. Uh, sleep unless I was sitting up in a chair with a towel around my neck, like almost like a neck collar, and I, I, I was sleeping maybe an hour a day for probably two and a half weeks. Ugh.
2: I'll tell you one thing about never leaving the house when you don't have a job. I didn't get sick at all last year.
0: You son of a bitch!
2: <laughs> I probably have a really weak immune system now, but man, I I went... Six straight months without getting sick at all. Eight eight months without getting now sick. You at
1: need all. to be like Dwight Schrute and just have everybody come up and sneeze in your face. <laughs> to build up your uh, immunity.
2: I am blasting through the office, man. I've I've seen it before, but man, I've watched like four and a half seasons in the After past like Michael two weeks.
1: Scott left. I thought it was so bad. I haven't. I don't. Well, no, actually, to be honest with you, when Jim and Pam got together. It jumped. It's just like every other show. When you have two characters and they kind of like each other, but one's with somebody else and they're with different people, but they have that tension and that Jim and Pam, you know, kind of ruined it like,
2: for you. Spoiler and alert and Jim and Pam get together.
1: When they got to it, jumped the shark.
2: Um, all right. So uh, jump. Dave Mack, he said, Hey, dorks. Uh, here's his question How come y'all are such dicks? Hmm. Then he said, I keyed love
1: ya Oh God <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, It's easy sometimes <laughs> I see.
2: He said I see y'all both watching A bunch of World War II films But you never end up covering them So he has some requests He wants us to do uh, Run silent, run deep And the enemy below Or 12 o'clock high Which I watched recently And bridge at Toco, what? Toco I don't know that one Bridge of or Battleground, which I have seen, and yes. fixed bayonets. And quit Was being dicks. He said quit being dicks also. Fuck you. Kisses Davy Mac. Yeah. We'll have to do some. I don't know if we we might be past the point of doing two movies because our show's gonna be so long now because we never record anymore. But well Zom does. I'm too lazy. Um but if Zom asks me, it seems like I would say okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not inspired to do anything on my own until somebody like suggests it, and that's that's that goes for life in general. That's not just this. <laughs> um, uh, Carl. I don't not, I don't ever know if these people are cool with reading last names. Carl with a K. He he writes earhole questions. Mm-hmm. Um, hello, Silva and Gold, long-time listener here though I've only started posting in the Facebook group over the past year or so. I thought I'd send in a question or two to prevent yet another rolf a of questions. Well, guess what? <laughs> guess what, Carl? is right behind you. Um, I was wondering, what actor would you love to put out an autobiography? I've always thought Danny Trejo's life would make some fascinating reading.
1: Well, definitely the documentary about his life, Champion, was fucking great. Uh, he was an interesting dude. It would not be Sylvester Stallone. It's
2: got to be somebody. Well, you want you want it written in their own voice, so that's going to Wr- autobiography. So, mm, let me think. Hmm. Um,
1: well, goddamn.
2: I would like to read a, an Orson Welles autobiography if one does yeah. not exist.
1: Yeah. Well, I I, I love fucking. Watching like interviews with him and just anything I can find of Orson Welles.
2: With
1: yeah. uh, an actor, maybe Warren Oates. He
2: would but be I mean, a good one.
1: Warren Oates or uh, uh, Jason Statham.
2: Oh my god! Why the He is still the only good part of the Fast and the Furious movies.
1: Dude, he's awesome. I
2: I watched Death Race recently, and it's still fun. And the fucking Fast 8 was such a turd, except for the airplane scene. Have you seen it?
1: They do such stupid... I mean, I know it's a fucking movie, but god damn it. It'd be like if if you did Dirty Harry with Clint Eastwood, the whole movie. But he defied the law of physics. (laughs) And, I mean, like I said, if it was a superhero movie... Like, John Wick is doing all this stuff, but... He like the martial stuff that he does. It's believable. Yeah. Because he's a human being, and I hate those fucking movies. I, hate Vin I hate Vin Diesel. All
2: right. I think we might be might be working now. Can you hear me?
1: Yes, All I right. can hear you. Yes, we
2: had a little technical fart. So we'll rewind a little bit and ask. Was it? Did you say you wanted a Vin Diesel autobiography? No. Okay.
1: Judd Nelson.
2: Judd Nelson. Yes, uh, Paul Newman would be a good autobiography.
1: I have Peter Fonda's, and it's it's pretty good. I mean, you know, because he's got all the shit with uh, growing up as, with Henry, and then Henry being friends with Jimmy Stewart, and then the Dennis Hopper years, and Jane. And I, I remember one time there was something about him fucking his girlfriend, and they were laying there naked in bed, and Jane just walked in and was like, "Hey, what are you two guys doing?" <laughs> 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 he's like, huh?
2: Uh Carl also wants to know I don't know if you watch this, our thoughts on the Andre the Giant documentary.
1: I haven't seen it yet. I
2: heard it was good. It is really good. Um I will don't say th- I will say this. I don't either. <laughs> um,
1: uh, <har>.
2: The uh <laughs> if if you know like what I said to my brother, it's very well done. It's touching. But if you like, there's really nothing new if you kind of know right. under the Giants' life already. Well, it that's what
1: I was kind of thinking when they were saying I'm like, well, you know. It was kind of
2: like Ric Flair. Did you ever see Ric Flair's 30 for 30? Yeah. Same kind of thing where it felt it like being a big wrestling fan, you kind of know these guys' past, so it still feels kind of surface. And mm-hmm. it's obviously made for uh, an audience less familiar. Yeah. Um, but what
1: well, did like in the flare one where they were, a lot of people were basically saying he was kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah,
2: they didn't <laughs> like, even go that far with saying, this.
1: You, you can't believe a word he says. And, uh, and then about him being a drunk and everything like the, that. The
2: the part about the, uh, the part about Vince and, um, Hogan talking about Andre ripping monster farts was pretty funny.
1: Yeah. Andre farting and Andre drinking stories. Yeah.
2: Um, keep filling my ear holes with your juicy goodness. Uh, I work as a postman, so your voices have gotten me through many a cold, lonely morning. That's what they all say. Cheers, Mahoney. Okay, so I guess he's cool with his last name. Wow. Uh, cool. That might
1: not even be, that might be a fake, a, a nom de gore. Yeah. Nom de gore.
2: Let me get rid of those so we don't read them again. All right, now we're all, we did get a Rolfathon, and, and since we've been recording forever.
1: You don't I, think Judd Nelson would be a good biography?
2: No, I would. I just wondered how you got to Judd Nelson from from Vin Diesel.
1: I hate Vin Diesel. I do, too. I, I like Judd Nelson. God. He has a big nose. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um,
1: I watched Breakfast Club there uh, like a week or two ago, so the, maybe that's why it popped in my head.
2: Okay, the, so then I'll just skip to this question. So, so Rolf, we're going to have to break yours up again because it's too much. Um, he <laughs> says... What? Hello, Zom, and maybe Loaf. You got it. Um, you asked for questions and as I have never dared to ask you anything,
0: I uh, Wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, <laughs> now that brings back memories. Yes, it does. Insane.
2: <laughs> uh, we'll keep that going. Um uh, I've never dared to ask you anything. I thought I might take a shot. So here it is. Have fun or at least do your best. Um, So I'll read the first two because one talks about The Breakfast Club. Uh, Comics XXX. As I couldn't care less about any superhero comics. Well, Well, now I'm never going to read any questions. Um, I want to know about sex comics.
1: Sex comics.
2: Any faves? Any recommendations? Like if I had
1: sex with Rich Little and uh, Charles Nelson Riley. I,
2: I, I don't think, I don't know what a, like, I've never read any sex comics, so I'm not sure myself.
1: I, there was one, there's a comic out, and I think it might still be going on now called Sex Crimes. Mm. And I read, like, one issue of it. I, I don't, you know, I haven't really read any, I've read, like, a, a, well, like, a Lady Death. I might consider that a.
2: Uh, I wonder I if that's more droppings. of a European thing.
1: I, like, yeah.
2: we don't get a we don't get a whole lot of X-rated comics around here.
1: Yeah, dude, so. I just get online, find a clip, jack off, and go to sleep.
2: <laughs> I don't even do that. I just go but to sleep. I want to read. Yeah.
1: All right. My imagination. Then, my imagination is shot. <laughs> I just want to see some prolapse anus, lots of gagging, spit, and uh, <laughs> and choking, like choking with the hands. So he wants to so, know, like when they put the girl in a sleeper hold.
2: <laughs> gagging and milk. That was in the that was in your promo, your silver and gold promo.
1: Well, the the the, um, the uh, ready whip enema is also good, if, only if God. it's lesbians, hot lesbian. Whip
2: enemas. All right, Rolf also wants to know who are you in the breakfast club?
1: Mm. The fucking uh, the uh, uh vice principal.
2: <laughs> I think I'm a, I'm a mix. Um, I'm like a, Ringwald
1: and no, um,
2: I'm I'm, I'm uh, Ali Sheedy and uh, and what's his face, Anthony Michael Hall mixed together, mostly Anthony Michael Hall. With a little bit of Sheedy. But Sheedy, I'll tell you what, what a disappointment because she's kind of this, like, cool, like, quirky outsider. I don't know if she's cool. In the 80s, she wasn't cool. She'd be cool now. And the makeover she gets at the end just ruins her. (laughs)
1: Yeah. She kind of was one of those ones that was, like, whatever happened to kind of a person. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I... Maybe like the John Bender character, but, you know. uh, I'm very rebellious.
2: I I was not very rebellious. I I knew
1: people that were like the John Bender character, and, you know, I wasn't like them. I don't know. Probably more like fucking uh, Emilio Estevez. (laughs) Right.
2: With his horrible dancing.
1: Yeah. None of them. I wouldn't be in there.
2: And he also said. uh, and as planes trains and automobiles is my favorite movie of all time have you ever ex- I
0: ringwald a hickey
2: have you ever experienced any <laughs> similar situations
1: planes trains and automobiles
2: have- have you ever had any similar situations?
1: Yeah, one time I was in this uh, hotel in North Carolina with uh, <laughs> a guy sleeping on the fucking uh, air conditioner and another guy eating a bag of fucking uh, uh, cheese curds.
2: No, what was that? It wasn't cheese curds. It was those. It was those like. Uh, it was like these Mexican chips that smelled like something. they were awful. And then
1: this one dude put on flip flops, and I stopped abruptly in front of him and, and caused him toe trauma. <laughs> That was awful. I felt so bad. I did I actually literally felt I was like, "Oh goddamn." You know?
0: Cuz you true.
1: fucking jammed your toe against the back of my shoe.
2: Oh, uh, the the I the worst point, the first the worst um flip-flop trauma I've had. Let me turn off Bert. <laughs> <laughs> Bert. The uh the worst the worst flip-flop trauma I had was at a grocery store in fucking Asheville, North Carolina. Uh, this we- this woman—it was a shopping cart in the back of my heels, Ooh. and it drew blood on both of my heels. Like I staggered forward, and the woman looks at me, like I was in her way, and just turns her cart and keeps going. And I was speechless. I don't know what, to, like, what do you do,
1: dude? Getting a shopping cart like in your Achilles tendon on, like, in your—that oh, is one of the worst pain. That ever. was what it was.
2: It was both at the you. same time, and it drew blood on both feet.
1: Do you ever get a hickey?
2: I've never had a hickey.
1: See, I remember like, and this reminds me of like, like I said, for the the show it, when you're like a little kid and you have a little girlfriend or, you know, whatever. And the first time you kiss and everything. And, and like when you're necking <laughs> and you, you get like a good bruise on your fucking neck, like a hickey and you go to school. And of course it was like, kind of like a point of pride when you were a, a dude, but the girls would always have to wear like a turtleneck. Uh, <laughs> cause you give them a hickey. I didn't give them it on purpose.
2: I don't know hickey. No. You know what? I did give myself a hickey once when um it oh, was yeah, kind of a gag dad's... you could play on uh what?
1: On your balls.
2: No, the I wish. The um <laughs> you can kind of you would you could squeeze your chin like make a it's not quite a fist. Like you like you'd be holding like a little shovel or something and you you kind of squeeze your chin and then you press up into your fist. So and it would leave I am a, totally fucking confused. How the fuck did a shovel get between your chin it's and It's not a shovel. I'm saying like you're not making a fist. Your your hand is slightly open as you as oh, okay. if you'd be holding okay. a little shovel or something. So you put your open fist kind of like cupped your index finger and your thumb or like when squeeze the little base of your chin, and then you press up with your other hand, and it's supposed to like leave a and it le- it did it left a little like uh, I did this when I was like twelve, it left a little square hickey right on my chin, where my, my fist was like made a seal. So that's I like how I
1: got mine better.
2: Yeah, yours is way better. I've never I've never <laughs> wanted one though. Like I I specifically I do never not wanted like
1: one either. But I mean, well, like I said, when you're in seventh fucking grade. Yeah, you know, I didn't like do, you know, but I, I do remember girls giving me one on purpose. It was like they were marking their territory. But that was when we were like in junior high. You know, it wasn't even like we were like fucking or anything.
2: Oh, OK, Rolf, that's it. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, so you can always ask us questions or send us feed sack to.
0: Getting cut off.
2: What's our number? Uh... <laughs> I definitely don't remember this.
1: Oh, the number is 636 323 9960. What? I just, I just said I don't remember, and it's on a post it right on my fucking nice. monitor, which I never even tell anybody.
2: I still remember the old one. <laughs> yeah. 206 339
1: 1600. That doesn't work, so don't listen to yeah, that. One. that
2: one's dead. that one's long dead. But yeah, so say the number one more time
1: 636 323
2: 9960. Or. Silver Gold Podcast at gmail.com uh, Our show is on iTunes and might be on Stitcher. Who even fucking knows if Stitcher exists anymore? <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if that exists. Or you can find us on our website silvagold.com Gold! And, uh, join our Facebook group. We are free of Russian bots. Do you um, know what
1: episode uh, this was? This
2: was 222. I think. All right. 222.
1: Head, heading towards 300.
2: Heading towards another <laughs> Dolph and Henry Silva.
1: That's true. That's yep. true.
2: We'll be what there. What we going to do
1: when we run out of like, Dolph and Henry Silva movies?
2: That, it was, it's going to take a while because
1: it's impossible.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: Dolph's, Dolph's still making movies. Dolph's
2: still making four movies a year and they all stink.
1: Uh, and we <laughs> can always find a movie with Giant Silva in it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Ugh, I just burped up like fucking Indian food foam. Gross. So you would be like Ali <laughs> Sheedy <clears throat> Oh yeah, and I I could totally like make dandruff on my table and make a picture out of it.
1: I never had dandruff, I don't think. I always had real thick hair, so if I did it probably just stayed in
2: there. I'll tell you what, I have I have dermatitis now and it's not just on my scalp. I have it on my fucking face and it's awful. Ooh. Because so it's like I get like itchy scalp, but I have itchy face.
1: You know what takes care of that? A big glob of cum. <laughs> I got, got, got. You need to contact Peter North or Judd Nelson. <laughs>
2: take, a few, take a few yogurt ropes for the team. Take them across the face. I'll be good.
1: I want to see Judd Nelson and Clubber Lang against <laughs> Vin Diesel and... It's What's that
2: about, other? It's, I can't do it again, yeah. Diesel. It's all about family.
1: Oh, I live my
0: life cool my <sighs> life. I sound more like Stallone. I hate both of those fuckers.
1: Baseball bats to the head.
2: I'm all, I'm much better with Stallone than I am
1: Diesel. Like uh, Negan in uh, Walking Dead.
2: <laughs> oh, Negan's a piece of shit.
1: Yeah. He's the kind of guy that takes care of business. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's his bats name? Bessie or something? Or Lou... Uh, Fuck, he had his his name has his bat has a name.
1: Isn't it what's his name? Harry Dean Stanton?
2: That's <laughs> not Harry Dean Stanton.
1: What's his guy's name? Um John
2: God damn it, you messed me up now.
1: <laughs> Tom, uh, John Hanton.
2: He has he does have three names.
1: Ch- Jim <laughs> What the fuck is his name? Uh, Dean something Dean. Jeffrey Morgan.
2: uh Jeffrey, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. <laughs> yeah, Harry
1: Dean Stanton. That's what I said. <laughs>
2: Rest in peace, Harry Dean Stanton.
1: <laughs> Negan is dead. What? <laughs> Let's see. Well, we're getting beat five to nothing. So. Oh. Hold that. that's the and final, I can't so. watch.
2: I can't watch the Red Sox tonight. They don't start for another fucking hour.
1: I'm glad I didn't fucking. I'm glad I, I kept thinking, man, I'm fucking podcasting during the Flyers playoff game. Five nothing. Thank God I podcast.
2: <laughs> Um uh, But, Rolf, not- yeah, we'll get, we'll do some more questions maybe someday. So, maybe. yeah. One or two is good. 14, 15, it's a little much. <laughs> How, come on now. It's a little much for one show. We, we ramble a little too much as it is. So.
1: Yeah. It's been a while. We're catching up. We are catching.
2: All right. Um, I guess that's all for me. Zom, do you have anything else?
1: Rock and roll. Rock and roll. Bubble. 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 Uh, <laughs>
2: until next time. <laughs> this is a loaf oot.
1: Zom oot.
2: Bye bye.